Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steven. I'm John. That was the kid, the purple perv, the <laughs> Minneapolis midget, Alexander Nevermind, the skipper, and the artist formerly known as Prince. Yes. <laughs> also known as Prince Rogers Nelson. <laughs> and Yes, his real name was Prince. <laughs> his real name was actually Prince. Yeah, just he just didn't go by the rest of it. Yeah. It's like if you're born and your name is Prince Rogers Nelson... Of course, you're just gonna use the name Prince. Like it's an awesome name. Yeah, it wasn't like he just chose it as like a moniker. That's his actual first name. <laughs> he just removed the rest of it. It's yeah. kind of like the rest was garbage. He was Prince. Right. Yes. Um. And we're uh, tomorrow. I think the twenty first of April will be the three year anniversary of of Prince passing into the afterworld. So <laughs> rest in peace. Rest in peace, Prince. So this this is a tribute to Prince primarily purple rain we're here to, to cover the movie purple rain uh, purple but rain. Uh, it's also kind of it's i sort of like a regular tribute to prince too in in some degree uh but we're going to be covering the movie we're going to be playing a lot of stuff from the album so this is going to be a uh, musical oriented episode but focused on this one album and the movie yes so uh, just to argue any of the haters it, it won an oscar for best music <laughs> Yeah, just in case you uh, didn't realize that. So now, just before we even get it started, it did win an Oscar. Right, okay. Um, do, uh, the actual album, do you remember, or do you have on there how many copies it sold? Yes, I do. The actual, like the It the sold uh, 25 million Jesus. worldwide. <laughs> 25 times platinum? Which is in... Or isn't that like isn't that like two times diamond like two and a half diamond? Yeah, I think ten millions diamond. Ten million is so that's like two and a half times. Yeah. Uh, fucking diamond. That's fucking. It's crazy. one of the highest selling albums ever. I mean, it it probably ranks because there's there's been some high high ass selling albums. Like Thriller, Michael Jackson. Yeah, thriller. thrillers like I don't know like sixty million copies or some shit was no, Thriller. Thriller is like one of the highest selling, if not the highest selling of all time. Yeah, I think Thriller. And then there's a couple more in there that I've, I've never heard of. One of the Beatles albums, which is the... Um, is it the Sgt. Peppers? Uh, one of those. Or is it the White Album, maybe? And then I there's forgot. a Rolling Stone album that sold like 45 million copies or something like that. Yeah. But there's not very many people that's ever sold 20 million copies of any CD. Like, you know, um, the uh, Marshall Mathers LP sold like uh, 21 million Mm-hmm. So it didn't even sell as many as Purple Rain, but it's considered like For one of the it's yeah like one a, of the most successful albums ever in hip hop. Like right. that was the Marshall Mathers. Um, that's like the that's like the thriller of the rap world. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like there's not very much stuff because I was looking at it. I didn't write it all down because I didn't want to get into like a rank thing. Well, it ranks this. All you really need to know is this album came out came out well, the same year as the movie 
in 1984, and uh, this is the year I was born. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, so we're yeah. we're 35, like we're the same age yeah. as this movie. <laughs> so in 1984, it was the highest selling album of the year. Right. You know, there's nothing. I don't think any in that year. And there's a lot of great music going on in the 80s, like a lot. Yeah, because you gotta think. You know, he he's doing this at the same time that you have stuff like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You have Madonna. You know, like which Madonna's, he played guitar for. Yeah, crazy. Um, and then uh, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think. I I was wondered if that was why there's a there's like a Detroit Tigers hat. The the boss of the club wears a Detroit Tigers hat. I wonder if that's kind of like an homage to Madonna because she's from Detroit. Right. Um, probably that might be it's kind of like hey remember my detroit days i left y'all behind in the dust mm, <laughs> mm. well no madonna sold a shit ton of albums i mean she's a legend in her own right oh yeah she but, sold a uh, lot see there's album wise you might be able to be, beat prince but there's very few artists ever that sold a hundred million copies throughout their career and prince is one of them that sold a hundred million copies of his music yeah through all of his his albums and his work because I'd imagine so, 1999 sold a good shit ton. Yeah, I think Purple Rain was his most successful album, though. Yeah. This 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 was just top in the charts. It sold 1.5 million in the opening week. Right. And then it sold For 1984. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and then it sold 13 million in America, and the rest of us worldwide. Think about that, though. Think about how many people, not in America, bought this album. Mm-hmm. Like this was this was a international success like oh, yeah. all over the world everyone yeah. knew who prince was yeah that's one of the reasons he could tour everywhere in the world because yeah. he was famous everywhere you know and i know a lot of people do the things that's also found on my research was like everyone always wanted to compare him to Jimi hendrix and he right. kind of he kind of <laughs> took problem with that in an interview and he was like he was like why because we're both black right <laughs> And it's like, you know, they both had guitar skills, but a lot of people have guitar skills. Yeah. You know, and um, musician-wise, there's probably never been a guitarist as good as Jimi Hendrix. You know, Prince comes close, but, you know, you could say there's probably better guitarists than Prince, but there's not better writers than Prince. Well, it's like, because we always make the argument that Steve Vai, like, technically is probably, like, one of the most, uh, in terms of, like, his style, like, Steve Vai is, like, a fucking guitar god, right? Yeah, he's one of the greatest. Steve Vai doesn't do lyrics. (laughs) He doesn't do lyrics. He has some songs. Yeah, he he can't really write songs. He can write songs. He just doesn't write, like, songs like we know him. He writes instrument songs. Yeah, he writes instrumentals. There, were, there was a reason songs. White Snake was good, then they were not, because Steve I was in it, then he was not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just fucking mad. You remove Steve I, you remove all the talent. And yeah, because it you went can't from carry like that band of just David Coverdale. It went you know? from this like really energetic, fun band to this like another 80s band yeah another hair metal yeah another hair metal band like it it literally went from that because he was only in the band for like two albums yeah just a uh, what three or four years yeah and then he left and then they went from this really energetic you know all this like this guitar constantly in the background and you're just like jamming to white snake yeah and then after that you're just like oh well you just kind of sound like 
you know cheap trick or you know something like that like poison everybody else sounds like now Molly crew all the hair metal stuff yeah but, so uh, oh yeah we need to go over the beer yeah yeah what real are we quick drinking? before before you get back to your notes um so <laughs> i th- I've, we, I've been waiting to drink this beer for like three weeks i've mm-hmm. had this in my fridge because we were going to use this for billy madison then i found a, a, the different beer which was the um uh the blackberry porter kentucky uh you know bourbon barrel ale so I've, we, we drank that instead and then last week we took a little bit of a break and just focused on wrestling and I, so I've had this in there for a while, and I was like, this is the most perfect name to use for a fucking Prince-related episode, because it's called Dirty Little Freak. Dirty, <laughs> Dirty Little Freak. So, and this is by the Duclaw Brewing Company, who we've uh, we've had several of theirs so, so far. And uh, So far, all is, good. Three out of three. fucking delicious, this is, because it's uh, it's got coconut flavoring, uh, chocolate, and what was the other one? Um uh shoot i don't know it's it's all good though it's like it's like chocolate coconut and something else uh let's see caramel caramel that's it yeah it's a dominant blend of roasted malt coconut caramel and chocolate essences uh barely restrained by a gentle hot bite that trans tantalizes tantalizes your senses all the way through to a satisfying finish submit to indulgence but be warned there is no safe word no oh, that's a good ad read that's that a, a good, good yeah <laughs> it's like uh Duclaw, if you guys want to shoot us some money we just did we just did your advertising for you yeah that's, that's um are just some more of these beers just we'll some take... more dirty little freak because it's fucking delicious i'm like i've had this in my free in my fridge for like three weeks i've been I'm almost a month i've been trying to drink this yeah and i've had the i've had to resist the temptation to break open a bottle yeah you know when he didn't bring it the first time, I was like, oh, what would you do? Drink it all? And he was like, no, I just thought this was better for the Billy Madison episode. Yeah. So he just called an audible. So the Dirty Little Freak I felt like was going to be better for uh, the Prince episode. So, right. Yeah. Uh, for Purple Rain. So this uh, this movie had a budget of $7.2 million. That's cheap as shit. Yeah. But when you think about it, it there really isn't very – I guess maybe the locations – Right, like the the uh the club that they shot at was probably the most expensive thing, and then because nobody really in this are actors for the most part. I mean, as far as the main cast, Apollonia didn't become really an actress until after this. Yeah, Apollonia. Yeah. Apollonia was like she did acting after this. She did like a little bit of I think TV acting before she did this. This was, if I'm not mistaken, her first movie, because she was just a yeah, singer I'm pretty sure and, like, it was. a dancer. This was like her first movie, and then she started to do other movies and i think she did tv and stuff afterwards but uh but you know like when you consider that this whole movie is basically done with prince's actual band you know morris day and the time that actual band <laughs> you know pretty much everybody right. that does music in this are actual musicians you know that were either signed by prince or they're you know they you know prince's work with them uh, like the other guy that had the bandana and he had like the, I think it was like the Jerry curl type. Hairdo. It was a Nicky, uh, Nicky, um, ah, uh, I can't remember his name. He has one song in the movie yeah. that plays, you kind of hear it. You see him on stage for like it's a like minute. It's like Nicky Flack or something like that. And then you like hear that. it in the background while, you know, they're doing stuff backstage and they're, you know, doing more of the story. But, you know, even his song was really good. You know, Morris Day gets, uh, the bird song in here and, um, 
Jungle Love. Jungle Love. My Jungle Love. Oh, we go, we go. No, um, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so Morris Day was on so much drugs during this movie. <laughs> I, you telling me that I'm like I can believe it. I, I they literally it. had to drag him out of the trailer to do his scenes. He was so fucked up during the whole <laughs> shoot. And Prince and Morris Day stopped being on speaking terms uh, after this movie. Like, is that what that would kind yeah. of cause the rift between them? Yeah, they had. They called it about? in the public. They call it creative differences. But when you put two and two together, you realize Prince was. Probably pissed because Morris Day wasn't being a professional about this movie that really meant a lot to yeah. Prince. Right. So because this is this is kind of like his magnum opus, right? Like this is his best album, and you have an entire movie that is being made to promote the album, essentially. Yeah, it's it's a commercial yeah. for this album. Right. Like it's literally a commercial for the the album because uh, he plays every single song in the movie. The entire yeah. soundtrack is played in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, With, like, his perform. The only one that he doesn't perform on stage that you see is when doves cry. When doves cry. That's because it's a montage. It's it's him, you know, like, going through some shit. You know, that was, like, right after he just hit Apollonia. And he was like, man, what the fuck is... What am I doing with myself? And that song won a Grammy. Right. <laughs> that was the only one that he doesn't do a in-the-movie stage performance for. Yeah. Everything, like, Darling Nikki, he does one for. He does one for Let's Go Crazy, which was our intro song. Um, he does one for The Beautiful Ones, where he has the little piano thing. And he does the piano stunts. Um, there's a bunch of them. Like, uh, Computer Blue, they play in the movie. Um, uh, I would die for you. Do you know how much money this movie made? How much money it made? Oh, I, don't know. I told you it was seven it million. Made, it cost seven to make. It's I don't know. It didn't make like sixty million. Seventy million. Seventy. Okay, that was which close. would have been a hundred and seventy-six million dollars today in inflation. Yeah. I did the inflation. Okay. Uh, for it, that's the, really good for a movie that costs so little to make. This director, he directed Tango and Cash. Okay. And he also did Nash Bridges, which is a good show. Don yeah. Johnson and Cheech Marin. Yeah. Yeah, Cheech. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh and then didn't yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin was on Nash Bridges for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, Stone Cold yeah, did his little acting gig there, yeah. Yep. Stone was, Cold hasn't acted in a while. I don't think he's been in a movie like four years he, or something. Yeah, he doesn't do them all the time now because his, you know, because his injuries and stuff. Because he's mm-hmm. focused on the podcast. Because people ask him like, "Hey, Stone Cold, when are you doing another one?" He was like. The body's got to be right, and I got to have the right script, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's know? rich anyway. He's... He also does the um, he does do the uh, uh, what is it, Redneck Island, the show on Country Music Channel. Yeah, I've seen a thing uh, about him. Or, uh, is that oh, that's not what it's called, Redneck Island? It's like they, they get these people together and they do like the challenges or whatever. Yeah, I've seen a thing. thing. He's like, it's like the Broken Skull Challenge. About how much he was worth, and it's like he's worth like fifty million dollars or something. I would imagine. I'm surprised it's not more than that when you consider that he still gets a cut of his, you know, likeness for merchandise and stuff. Yeah, they must and not then, give big cuts or, you know, he puts his money into other things. Yeah. Because I've seen the thing. Well, he, and it was he like, put a, spent a lot of money on that ranch. That ranch in Texas is seen the thing weird. where it's like Ric Flair's worth like $3 million, and I was like, what? That can't be right. That That must just be like just straight cash on hand. Because he's, I mean, when you look at like his house and his investments, like cars and 
I'm pretty sure he owns his own helicopters, his own planes. Yeah. He has like, he probably has a lot of assets that's not like, like Rick probably has 3 million just cash that he can get access to, but he's got to have way more than that. Yeah. Has to like, cause I seen, I was like, that doesn't seem right. Because he's not broke. It's not like he like went to chapter 11 or something. Yeah. Rock's worth like 220 million or something like that. Something ridiculous of his salary from movies. Really? Yeah. Had to get (laughs) Roman reigns in there to help him sell that Hobbs and Shaw movie. Right. (laughs) Hey, you know, the Anoa E family sticks together, man. So that's good uh, to see. It's good to see. uh, Well, the Anoa E's and the Maya Villas. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, so talking about something Hollywood, since we're just on the topic, right. Do you know who they really wanted to get in this movie whenever they approached uh, Warner Brothers with the idea for this movie? Um, they wanted someone else to be the starring character, not Prince, who the movie basically is about. So they didn't want Prince to be actually like the kid in the movie? <laughs> yeah, they wanted someone else. Do you want to take a guess? Uh Oh, shit. Off the top of my head, maybe like Michael Jackson? I don't know. No, they wanted John Travolta. John Travolta? To be the kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Because somebody was probably watching Saturday Night Fever, and they're like, hey, he could do like mm-hmm. he could do like, like, like a, a, a rock music movie. He could do that. Yeah. It's like, no. So that, that God, felt... that would have been horrible if you would have put Travolta in here instead of, like, actual Prince. So that fell through, obviously. Thank Prince. God. <laughs> Prince is the one that did it. Um... I found something really interesting. One of the production assistants on the set of this was Lee Daniels. Mm-hmm. And he is the director and producer of the show Empire. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, that makes sense because that show was about the behind-the-scenes shit of the music business. Yeah. yeah. So that does make sense because... Yeah, you can see some of the ego that like Prince has you know, as the character of the kid. Um in the in this you can see some of that in uh, lucius lyons from empire yeah which and is terrence howard terrence howard yeah and then um oh tay howie cookie his like you know what well ex-wife like they're you know it's complicated between him and like lucius lucius and cookie but it's um it's Raji p henson that plays cookie and it's like you got the idea that he was probably like okay so the relationship between kid and apollonia like, what if that was, like, maybe they got married and stuff, and, like, how complicated mm, would that be? That like, makes sense. You know, like, that, when I hear that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So Kid it's and like, this relationship is... is really fucking complicated and weird in this movie, you know? Yeah, so this this film helped all divisions of Warner Brothers. I would imagine. When you think about it, box office, re- their, their record, record sales. sales, their home video, yeah. and their music videos, because yeah. it was one of the best... Uh, Purple Rain was, or no, When Doves Cry was one of the biggest uh, music videos on, mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah, and when you consider that's 84, that's the very, like, that's just the first few years of uh, MTV, because MTV started in, what, 80? Yeah. 1980, 81. So you think just a few years down the road, you know, you've already got, when was Thriller? Was Thriller, what, 83 or 84? Oh, that's a good question. I uh, forgot when Thriller came out. I, I, it's like right there in like that kind of early to mid '80s, if I'm not mistaken. Unless I don't think it was later than that, because Michael didn't do too many albums before he hit Thriller, and Thriller made him a fucking superstar. 
Yeah, definitely did. Uh, Thriller came out in 1982. 82. So, Thriller came out in 82. That was, at the time, one of the biggest music videos. You know, and MTV, still, like, before MTV kind of collapsed into this 16 and pregnant bullshit that it is now. It's the worst. And fucking, it's like, it's like the Catfish channel. Have you ever seen a Catfish show? It's fucking horrible. It's like the most horrible damn people are on the Catfish It's poison. Show. It's just straight it's poison. It's basically poison that they put on a TV show. But... In the early days of MTV, yeah, like uh, when you consider like when Dubs Cry, like that video for it was like that. Like people were like, "Oh my god, this is fucking awesome!" Like it's such a good video, you know. And Chicks dug it because he pretty much spends like almost that entire video like shirtless. So, <laughs> yep, get to see his chest hair and everything. Other than being an amazing talent, he also has uh, so much predictability in this movie, like. He says a lot of stuff to people's face that actually ends up being true in real life. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the kid tells Wendy and Lisa, nobody cares about your music in this movie. Yeah. And uh, those two came out with five albums. None of them were success. Yeah. So no one, in fact, did care about their music. Right. And all the real people that are in here, they used pretty much all their real first names. Yeah. And uh, um. Basically, he how he treated them on screen is basically how he really treats them in real life. Like they were saying, that's basically how he treats those people. Yeah, it wasn't really that much to to have to do with acting. That was just basically. Yeah. Well, this yeah. movie, to a degree, is you know kind of autobiographical. Uh-huh. It is based very heavily on his experience being like a young dude in Minneapolis trying to get famous which is funny because when you think of like that minneapolis like the funk scene which was you know prince it was more stay in the time uh there was some other bands that came out in that area uh but even if you look at bands like ready for the world which borrowed a lot of like prince's like sound when you hear that now that is like that prince funk Mm -hmm. that is the funk music and stuff that prince played and he's usually considered more of like a funk artist, but he could do just regular pop music. He could do just rock and roll music. Fuck that. Um, that one song that I love that I, I play all the time is that name. My name is Prince. The, the one, one and only. only. That's a basically a fucking rap song with guitars in it. I yeah. mean, that's basically Prince rapping, you know, and he's kind of like, you know, he has like intense vocals, but you know, when, we, would, when we play Madden or maybe watch football with, uh, this, uh, football player named, uh, Prince Amakamara. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if he does a good play on Madden or in real life. We start singing that song. My name, name is, is Prince. Prince. The, <laughs> the one, one and only. only. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've always liked that song because I remember that song from back in the day. Uh, but, yeah, there would be st- there'd be times, especially like some of his albums that he made in kind of like the early 90s, um, like after he did the Batman soundtrack, uh, some of that stuff after <laughs> Which that. Which he only did because – he uh he liked Kim Basinger. Is that why? I yeah. thought I thought it was because Warner Brothers was like, well, we're doing the Batman movie, and we we need somebody from Warner Brothers to do the soundtrack, so they pick Prince. Because when you think about it, Batman and Prince do not go together like at all. Like well, it's two totally different The thing totally was, Kim styles. Basinger was going to be in the movie, and he was going to get to be around her. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they end up dating for like two years. Oh shit! So okay. he actually did. So he did, did what he wanted. He did yeah, get so. Vicky Vale, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what he wanted because he had like a thing for her, and he was like, "Oh, Kim Basinger's gonna be there? Yeah, I'll I'll do the yeah, I'll do the soundtrack." Yeah, 
Yeah, which to this day, like one of my favorite songs from that album is the Party Man song. Party Man, it's yeah. It's fucking crazy. Especially when you see the video for it. He has mm-hmm. his face half painted with the Joker paint and then the other half of his head is normal. So it kind of looks like Two-Face because it's kind of like, you know, it's like half Joker and half Prince. Uh, but yeah, that's the music video for it's fucking crazy. So some of the songs in this could have sounded very differently. Like uh, he wanted uh, Stevie Nicks to write and sing uh, the Purple Rain song. Oh, okay. He wasn't going to write it or sing it. He wanted Stevie Nicks to do it. Oh. And, I wonder what a Stevie Nicks version of Purple Rain would sound like. That'd be awesome. And she tried and she was like, I just can't do this. She was like, it was just, it was first, it was like, this is impossible for anyone else to write but you. Right. And then he took it and wrote it. And then after he wrote it, he still wanted her to sing it. And he was, they're like, no. She was like, it's, it's your thing. No. Man. I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, yeah. Per, the actual Purple Rain song is one of those songs that, like, if you want to do a cover of Prince. That's basically that's the song you one do. One of the ones that people do. Like I remember, like on one of the episodes, we played Corey Taylor's version of it. Yeah. Right after Prince died, like uh, Corey was doing a show just solo with his with his uh, acoustic guitar, and like that shit brings tears to your eyes. If you watch the movie, and when it happens in the movie, you don't have at least a little bit teary, because he just lost his dad in the movie, and his whole life has kind of went to shit a little bit. The club's told him that he's probably not going to be able to perform there anymore because Apollonia has her group, and he's going to get bumped out of the way for Apollonia's group and then Morris Day and the other guys. And so that's going to shit. He just lost his dad, and his relationship with Apollonia is kind of disintegrated because he's kind of a dick. You know, he, yeah. he hits her like once definitely in the movie where he just slaps her across the face, and the other time he pushes her down and is about to hit her again, and then he kind of like – he he can't bring himself to do it again because he's like, fuck, I am exactly like my dad. That's exactly what my dad did to my mom. It was like, you know, hit her upside the head and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's interesting because when you see him actually do the Purple Rain song in the movie, it's interesting because he spends the whole movie saying like, you know, uh, I'm not using Wendy and Lisa's song. You know, I'm not using their stuff. And then eventually after his dad passes away, then he, uh, he takes that and he's like, I'm going to take it and then add some stuff to it and put lyrics on it. And that uh, when he's on stage and he was like, uh, he was like, this is a song that was written by Wendy and Lisa and the band. And they kind of look at each other like, Oh shit, he actually is going to use this. (laughs) And she's like, okay. And then they start playing and it's like, okay, yeah, now you're going to see some emotional shit. Cause like, you know, when you see him performing the actual purple rain song, like you feel it. Because this mm-hmm. character is feeling it in the moment, you know, he's having to do this yeah, live it's performance. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, um, so he he does he did enjoy writing songs for other people in real life. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> some of the best songs like uh, Manic Monday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the the, the bangles. bangles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel for you by Chaka Khan. That yeah. was written by Prince for Chaka. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he he. He wrote like a few things for Shaka Khan, didn't he? A thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. He worked with I her a, a bit, yeah. Because and then of course nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor. He he wrote that. Uh, yeah, I mean this is, you know, he's he wrote a he's written more songs than anyone 
has ever written and actually recorded. He didn't release them, but he wrote over 600 songs mm-hmm. and recorded. That's more than the Beatles. Yeah. And they had like a huge catalog. Like Yeah. Well, when you think about some of those bands, yeah, because like the Beatles back in the day probably would have had a, about the, one of the biggest catalogs, mm-hmm. maybe with uh, Rolling Stones. Because Rolling yeah, Stones Rolling back Stones. in the day wrote a lot, and they, they still tour. I don't yeah. know if they make albums much anymore, but they still do touring from time to time. Um, the Beatles, you know, that's that's been a long time. It's just really McCartney now. Ringo still does a little bit on his own. You know, like he'll still do like some of his own solo stuff, but it, I'm mean, not a Beagle, Be- Beatles fan. But nah. was isn't wasn't McCartney always just kind of the Beatles anyway? Like, yeah. Well, if you ask people, basically what the Beatles were back in the day, it was it was Lennon and when it was McCartney, right? But like when you but think about it, it was really it, McCartney leading the band. That's what everybody thinks is that it was Lennon and McCartney. But it's like when you think about it, you know, Lennon, of course. I mean, he got. He got shot, so his career didn't, you know, last that long because of uh, uh, what was his name? Um, who was the dude that, that shot Lennon? It was uh, hmm. oh shit, I forgot his name now. I, people listening to this are gonna be like, John, it was this dude. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, shit, okay. Who killed John Lennon? <laughs> it was Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> it was Lee Harvey Oswald. He Oswald is everything. Yeah, he also shot Lincoln. Funny enough. <laughs> he's but, a time traveling assassin <laughs> right <laughs> he just time travels and assumes different identities uh, but, uh um it was was no it was john hinckley wasn't it john hinckley was it john hinckley that shot lennon i forgot or was he on the grassy knolls or was he on the grassy knoll i don't know mm, conspiracy um, theory maybe he was the beltway sniper shit who knows, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? um it was an owl it was an owl like in the stairway case thing you remember hearing about that? Uh-uh. Where the guy got, uh, uh, guy got charged for murder and they said it could have been an owl that killed her instead of the husband or something. It was something ridiculous. What the shit? Yeah, it was. It's a famous it the, case. It was the owl in the basement with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're like, well, he beat her in the head with something and they're like, well, I don't know. They kind of look like owl, like an owl attacked her or something. <laughs> was like what it's like how does a human being do anything to a person that resembles something a fucking owl would do? <laughs> yeah you, you figured that would be pretty open and shut like well no that's not an owl it's I mean, clearly not an animal that, that looks like someone took a tire iron and beat her to death right yeah but an owl they're they're strong right i mean yeah but it's like did, did you murder this woman and you're trying to pin it on the owl <laughs> <laughs> do owls have Where a reputation when this happened <laughs> or is there some stat out there where like owls kill like 800 people a year or something and no one's saying anything yeah because that's the only way it makes sense it's like well we have a serial killer owl in this area so it could have been yeah that owl we're still trying to find him uh-huh I mean, he's like six foot tall. <laughs> yeah, coincidentally, he was also the inspiration for the Hooters logo. <laughs> you know, because um, <laughs> they beat their women too. <laughs> they they beat, beat them into servitude. Into servitude, yeah. Wear these little orange shorts. They make they make them feel so much like shit. They're like, by the time we fire them, they're just gonna go straight to a strip club and or. <laughs> It's really the only other place they it's, can, yeah, it's just, that's can just go the after we get, yeah, yeah, we get done crushing their souls. Then they're like, well, I can hooters. still make decent money if I go fully naked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, speaking of naked, uh, Apollonia goes topless in this movie. Ta-ta! Yes. And uh, so, before we get into the comments, we're going to take a quick break. Yes, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to play a little bit more of the soundtrack, because it's awesome. And then get into these dumb asses talking about yeah. dumb shit. Complaining <laughs> about shit, yes. So, before we get into, uh, into the negativity, we're going to have a little bit of positivity with some music. So, we'll see you in a minute. And we're back. Yes. Uh, so as far as comments go for this, um, I, I guess what we'll go over first is there. There's people in here, and I had to I had to kind of make like little brick points so you could tell that these were like different people. Um, but we'll give them all nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, douchebag McGraw. No, um, we'll call that one China. China, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, one of the things that that people uh, really did not like about this movie is that they they didn't like the acting in the movie for one, but specifically they did not like Prince in this movie, which I think is interesting because it's like the whole movie's based on him. Like there isn't really very many scenes in the movie that don't have Prince in it. You know, like the only time you don't really see Prince in the movie is when it's like Apollonia and Morris or Morris with like Jerome or Morris with like the club manager. Like you, you either. Yeah. If, basically, if it's not those scenes, it has Prince in it. <laughs> so it's like people are watching this and they're like, Prince isn't an actor. This is shit. And it's like he's not an actor, but. It's like he doesn't need to do like a ton of acting in this movie as far as like dialogue goes because most of the the acting could actually be done through like the facial expressions mm-hmm. and the way that he performs on stage. A lot of his of his acting in the movie is him performing on stage when he's at the club, right? So there's I'll I'll get into it so I can get your reaction, but I just think that it's like people, it, 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 you know, this isn't like, this isn't like Leonardo DiCaprio here. Like we know that Prince isn't an actor. That's not what he's known for. And then you, people, there's are only like three him. actors in this whole movie. Right. 
yeah, it's like the guy who plays uh, his dad isn't isn't a regular actor, and then I'm trying to think. There's the dude who plays the club owner. He's an he's a he's an actor too, if I'm not mistaken, right? He's not one of the musicians, is he? Don't think I can't so. remember. I've and seen then, the list, but literally, there's only three actors in this. Movie. Yeah, and then the other, and then the 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 blonde lady who's like, uh, she was. Um, she was like the one that deals with Apollonia when she first gets the, at, at the club. I think she's mm-hmm. probably the only other one. Because <laughs> like literally everybody else in the movie, like the entire revolution band is the actual revolution band. <laughs> like, and then Prince, of course. And then like Morris Day's band. The other band, you know, that had the, the dude on the guitar playing, that's an actual band. <laughs> so, you know, when you see Morris Day and Jerome in the movie, those aren't, I mean, those are like the actual Morris Day and Jerome, you know, the real people. Um, but anyway, so I'll get into the stuff about Prince. So it says, as a as a lead, Prince only is believable when on stage, which is of course where he belongs. Not trying to play the and part. where he is through most of the movie, right? Yeah, the majority of the movie is mainly him either rehearsing and doing stuff like with the band backstage or on stage. There isn't a whole lot of other stuff. And this um, movie won an Oscar for best music. Right. Yeah. So. It says, uh, which of course is where he belongs, not trying to play the part of a tortured musical savant. Prince's method of walking deserves its own special criticism as he seems to move from step to step as if trying to plan the next flip of his hair or fluff of his coat. Never mind the fact that he is not likable in his role as the protagonist. Prince's performance was comical. So this is a different one, right? This is a different person. This uh, Prince's performance Call was him. comical. Vegan. Because <laughs> it's kind of like you like a vegan, right? <laughs> um, uh, Prince's performance was comical. I couldn't help but chuckle at his lack of screen presence and the feeble attempt he made to incite emotion from the viewers by staring blankly into the camera every chance he got. The only reaction he got from me was a few laughs. <laughs> so then here's the next clue. Here's the next thing. It says, There was one part of the movie where he jumped on his purple pony puff princess bike. <laughs> And drove around aimlessly, then stopped near a lake and jumped into a uh, berm with his high heels, then squatted down. I guess uh, the I guess this is uh, in, you know going into the thinking man's pose, and gazed at the lake as if deep in thought. Boahaha! And actually put that they put the boahaha. The fuck are you like Wario or something? Is this is this a fucking is this a game to you? Um, it says, I was thinking to myself, he must have strained a few blood vessels in his brain trying to pull off that look. Uh, and so then it goes to another comment. <laughs> Alas, I had to switch the channel when the lovemaking scene between him and Apollonia uh, and the barn came on. As if the atrocious acting and, and uh, uh, man in, in high heels were not enough, now I have to suffer through a stiff lovemaking scene in a barn in the middle of the city. Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> The, this movie is clearly just a vehicle for the ego-absorbed prince to preen and smear his way through badly written, badly directed, and poorly lit material. The best part of the movie are clearly the songs, and if you take this movie as one long music video, perhaps it works. But unless you like watching a good musician who happens to be a hack actor spend a couple of hours trying to overcome short man syndrome on film, skip this and watch something else. Well... <laughs> Just to answer that last guy first, because we just went through a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. It is a long music video. That's literally what it is. I don't think they ever... You know, it's not going to be like a dramatic masterpiece, yeah. right? 
like we said, there's no, and okay, back to the first point to that guy. Prince is basically playing himself. So who do you think could have played Prince better than Prince? Yeah. His walk is iconic. It's gotten a more pussy than Gandhi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it took me a second to register that you said Gandhi there. I mean, if you said, like, it got a more pussy than Will Chamberlain, it's like, damn, that's a lot of pussy. But it's like, you talk to any woman on Earth, they do not think that his walk is gay. They think it's sexy. Yes. Right? So, and then the other thing, he's talking about the Lake Minnetonka scene. Yeah. Uh Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the thing where he's, like, when he first takes Apollonia out, kind of on their little, like, you know, ride-along mm-hmm. date, and he was like, you have to purify yourselves in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, and she <laughs> was like, what? He was like, you gotta purify yourself to be part of the group, you know, to be part yeah. of the gang, because, you know, it's like, everybody does that, and she's just like, oh, okay, and that's when she, like, strips down into, like, to, like just her panties and then dives in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, to the lovemaking scene. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Prince be fucking. Right. <laughs> it's like, the the thing is, is like. He's like a sex icon. Right. Even more than Gandhi. <laughs> Gandhi will fuck you up in that lotus position. Be meditating and shit and banging you at the same yeah. time. How the fuck are you going to be one with the universe and be fucking at the same time? Yeah, at the same time. At the same you don't think, damn time. You don't think he does yoga just for, for shits and giggles, do you? It's to get that sexual stamina. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fucking yoga. <laughs> this, be, this shit here will turn you into a fucking sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> he be raw dogging them Indian sluts. <laughs> Oh my god, he was really who wrote, who you know created the Kama Sutra. Let's yeah. let's not bullshit ourselves. It is <laughs> like literally it that. was prevented in India by Gandhi. By Gandhi, <laughs> <laughs> Indian people are listening to this and they're like, just like, man, fuck these guys. <laughs> if we could apologize to you in Hindi, the, first of all, that would be amazing because Hindi is detailed. Uh, but also yeah, it's not like our shit language that's just like yeah. hey we have like one word and it means like 72 things right <laughs> literally we have words that mean different things when you use different tones of voice right yeah <laughs> yeah like you know there's like the word night which can mean like darkness yeah. like nighttime and then you have the word night as in like somebody who protects a king and wears armor well, you then know. then you have something like right. It could be a direction, or you could be like, okay, uh, that's right. Or you can be like, right. Yeah, because you can be condescending. <laughs> you can be uh, confirm, you know, confirmational. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it's like, oh, are we going out Tuesday? Right, right. Yeah, we're yeah, going yeah. out Tuesday. Yeah. And then, you could, you know, it's like uh, you, you could have some dude be like, yo, dude, I got like a 13-inch penis. And it's like, right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody <laughs> believes that, sure. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's so crazy. But like, there's other languages that are very precise, right? And that's why Americans can never learn them, right? Because our language is so just scattered our and fucked. Language is so fucked up. Yeah, we like, have we have shit in our language that's from like. French and we have shit from like Germany and that's why people learning our language 
can speak it better than we can because they're learning the proper way to do it. We learn how we grow up and everything means anything basically. That's true. Yeah. Cause we, we have, we literally uh, have entire Facebook pages of of sayings that are just literally a sentence said, and then the words reversed and said again. And that means something. Right. Like literally you, you see it all the time. Like, uh, uh, don't uh, love those that don't love you. Love those that do love you or something like that. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's just backwards talk. Yeah. You wrote this shit, Yoda? Right. <laughs> it's like you're saying the same sentence that you just said just backwards. It's, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Bunch of fucking poets. <laughs> Yeah, on the internet, right? Um, the the thing that got me was uh, it says uh, jumped on his uh, purple uh, pony puff princess bike, and I'm like, okay, for one, the the bike is not like it's not like it looks like it comes from like uh, uh, fucking uh, what is the name of that show? It's like with all the the My Little Pony. It doesn't look like it's from My Little Pony. Prince could come to a club riding a fucking Furby and still get more pussy than anyone in there. (laughs) He could literally show up on a fucking giant Pikachu and women would be like throwing themselves. Yeah. Like literally whatever you think is the least manly thing that you could think of to ride. Prince could ride there in it and then still get whatever he wants. Including your girl that you brought there. Yeah. I was so, looking at it because the opening scene of the movie when he first shows up to the club, right? Uh, it shows him getting ready and he gets his jacket and stuff ready and, and everything at the house. And then he throws his guitar over and he like gets on his bike and rides to the club to do the show that night. And as soon as he rolls up on that fucking bike, what do you hear? Women cheering. They're like, oh, oh, it's the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, it's, I don't know. Prince kind of another person that kind of gets the prince treatment that's modern days like justin timberlake timberlake because yeah. they're always like you'll say something like yeah i kind of like timberlake he's pretty cool in like movies and stuff and then the next thing you hear is be like yeah he's kind of gay though isn't he or something and then you'll be like what are you talking about like literally he has a song about going in the club and fucking your girlfriend uh, you think timberlake just came up with that shit just off the top of his head no it's because when he goes in the clubs he fucks other people's girlfriends, probably. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, I, I think I remember a conversation one time where we were talking about, I think we were talking about like the Lonely Island, like the Dick in the Box song. Yeah. We were talking about Timberlake and Steve's wife was like, oh, Timberlake, he's so hot. You know, yeah. and she didn't, nobody asked her like, do you think Timberlake is hot? She just volunteered that information. Yeah. I mean, you know? he, he's Timberlake and he's, he's got a great personality cause he'll do some ridiculous shit. Like, Dick, Dick in, the in a Box with Lonely Island, and then he'll go on the Jimmy Fallon show and, you know, act crazy with Fallon, and then you'll see him in movies where he's, like, doing a serious actor thing, and then other movies where he's just ridiculous. Yeah. and Come like on uh, down to Burger <laughs> Like the bad teacher where he liked to do the dry humping with clothes on or whatever. <laughs> Cameron Diaz. It's just, it's so, like, he's got so many levels of his personality, and that's what makes him so appealing you know like he's he's diverse with everything he does yeah so in prince it's kind of like that i mean he always gets shit because he's he's kind of a feminine looking dude yeah well and he also he wears blouses he wears boots with heels 
Yeah, but know? he could pull all that stuff out. It, it it's just like uh, like Marilyn Manson. Right. You know, he wore a damn female bodysuit for Christ's sake. With boots you know, and everything. Took that shit off and then just you know, went to town on Dita Von D. <laughs> you know, Dita yeah, Von like D. You know, people are all like, oh, because people talk shit about Marilyn Manson, but literally. He's had some of the hottest women that we've seen in like show business, right? Because he was he was with mm-hmm. Dita Von Teese, who you just mentioned. Yeah, he Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. He was with um, uh, what's her the the girl with the three names? I forgot her name. Cat uh, um, Von D. Uh, did he get with Cat Von D? I thought so. I don't remember that. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't no, know. Did was, I just um, throw that one out there? He's probably been there. He's probably Mandy Moore. He's probably been Cat Von D. We'll just assume he did. Wasn't Mandy Moore one of them? Wasn't that serious, like a thing that Mandy happened? Mandy Moore? I don't remember. Wasn't Mandy Moore one of them? I don't remember, but I mean, I I wouldn't put it past him. Um, no, it was it was Evan Evan Rachel Wood, wasn't it? Evan Rachel Wood, he yeah, was she's with cool Evan Rachel shit, Wood, yeah. So it's like he, I mean, that's the thing. Like he looks like a fucking weirdo because he always has like one contact in or he has like two different contacts in and he's not his, a good looking dude with he, the makeup off crazy most of the time he has kind of like this like really long face you know like he's not the kind of dude that you would think of as like a handsome dude like you look at johnny depp and you're like that's a handsome ass dude that yeah dude but manson be fucking manson gets chicks all the time and i think it's because like once you get past how he looks weird on the surface you know he has this he has this magnetism as a musician. He's he is deep a rock too, star, like, and he can sit there and talk for hours. Right, he's probably one of the most intelligent people you could have a conversation with. He's imagine one of the best just, interviewers. Imagine in music. just sitting in a room with like Billy Corgan and fucking Manson and like uh, Corey Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like you could just have like a podcast with like those three guys. Oh god, it'd be the most. It'd be like the best podcast ever. You know, because just think yeah, of the Yeah, Topher points. Grace has a podcast out now. Really? I didn't realize that. I'll have to look that up. Topher it's Grace pretty cool. cool because it's a little different. I'll just go ahead and plug his shit since it somehow happened. Right. But <laughs> it's like called Minor Adventures with Topher Grace. In the Wilma Valderrama episode, of course, he had to get his boy. Right. Uh, they actually got the dude that does the movie trailers on there. And they were doing like movie trail, like fake movie trailers <laughs> with the voice trailer guy. Yeah, with him because yeah. he's you know he does trailer like the guy. Avengers and all that kind of stuff. He's that dude, yeah. and he was teaching them how to do movie trailers, and it was fascinating to listen to. Yeah, because that dude can like switch it on and off like nothing. Yeah, so good. It's like, kind of like the um, the epic voice dude from uh, what the uh, what is it the Honest Trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he has one of those like movie trailer voices. And that dude does have a great voice, but the dude that does the actual movie trailers, there's nobody that does a voice like him. Like yeah. Topher's really good at it too, and Wilma, like he did one at the end that was about a like they made up the story. It was about a Spanish immigrant, and it was great. Like his was emotional, so. It was like, yeah, he like taught him that in like an hour. <laughs> so they yeah, were, that's yeah. pretty cool. But literally, he has his that dude has his own sound studio in his house, and they send him the stuff, and he records it and just sends it back to him. So he doesn't even have to leave the house. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, it's uh, that's one of the things I always thought was interesting. Like, um, like if you ever uh, watch uh, an evening with Kevin Smith, like the DVD. For the listeners who will be listening to this, if you ever watch that, he has like his whole Prince story that he like, you know, he went to like Paisley Park and 
all that kind of stuff. And it's interesting because he says that like when you first get to Paisley Park, they tell you that every room is wired for sound. Prince can record in any room of Paisley Park. So if the inspiration strikes and he wants to just he just has the inspiration to record something, he comes up with like some lyrics or he you know he has like a guitar handy and he wants to just throw like a guitar riff out because he's gonna use it for something. He can literally just pick up instruments and record in that room. Like you could be taking a shit in Paisley Park and you could you, you could probably record something. In case he just happens to be taking a shit and he's like, oh shit, I got an idea. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's pretty cool. But that's the kind of shit you would expect Prince to have because of how much he was invested in his music. You know, it when you when you hear that he, every room in his house can record, you're like, that makes sense. That, that sounds like something you would imagine Prince having right. in the house, you know. But the idea that uh that he's you know the ego absorbed prince it wasn't like he went to warner brothers and he was like i want you to make a movie about me now that's not how it happened <laughs> right like you were just talking about how it happened they were originally gonna have like, like travolta a, like travolta to do this and then they were like well you know did they did they pitch it to prince eventually or did he ask if he could do it no uh, uh, they, they, he they pitched it to him didn't they well yeah it was it was kind of a thing that was written for prince but you know you have to go through so many, like, there's so much that you have to do to get a movie like this made. First thing's kind of like a budget thing. I think Prince put his own money into this movie. Yeah. Whenever. He had pretty decent money in 84, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I think he, re- he recorded all the songs on his own. A lot of the sound stuff was just purely him. He pre-recorded the songs, and they played them live. That's why it looks so natural whenever they're doing the this because they're actually just performing for real yeah but also like the because they pre-recorded it for it to be you know lip sync to act with and then prince was just like no we'll just play it we'll just play the real performance and if you think the audio of the pre-recorded sounds better just put it there but we'll just we're just going to perform and a lot of the stuff they just kept the performance tapes and put it in the movie yeah, well, and that's the, I think that's one of the things too about the about the performances in this is that it does feel like you're watching a Prince concert, right? Yeah, I mean because they're actually performing mm-hmm. because Prince was just like because they're like you know fake it on stage and he's basically just like we don't fake it. On <laughs> We're actual stage. musicians, dude. Yeah. We can do this. We're not Metallica, right? <laughs> uh, we don't need our guitar tech to play for us behind in the, the stage. background. Yeah, that's so shit. Like, they lost a lot of coolness points for me. And it's like people are like, oh, Kirk Hammett's great. And it's like, Kirk Hammett's great in the studio. Yeah. Live, complete shit. That's why he has to have his tech help him. Yeah. You don't see Hetfield doing that. When you see Hetfield play guitar, he's actually playing real guitar. Yeah. You know, and it's like, this the thing that gets the me- only real man- musician in that whole band. Headfield. Yeah. I think that's why that thing. Headfield is the only reason why I still pay attention to Metallica at all. Because if Headfield wasn't there, that band would have been dead long ago. It's still half dead. He's keeping it alive. He's the only one keeping it from being some kind of weird zombie band. Because yeah, he's Half Life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just that's just crazy to think what that. And that's the thing too. It's like when you when you think about like 
uh, well, I, I guess uh, we're going to take a break here, and then we come back. We'll we'll talk about the the music of this movie because people had some issues with the music. Okay, that'll be fun. Yeah. to talk talk to these dumbasses about right. the music. In case you don't understand genius when you hear it, we'll hear what were these comments written you. in 2019? I some of these were. I'm trying to remember the dates because some of them. Pretty much all of them were in the 2000s. I think the earliest one that I found was like 2005 or 2006, you know, which, I mean, you know, even at that point, it's still like 22 years old at that point. So, you know, <laughs> it's like some of these are relatively new. And I think that's like millennials can't understand Prince because they've never seen anything like this. Like people nowadays would be like oh we have people like bruno mars bruno mars can't hold a candle to somebody like prince like at all even though he wants to be prince so bad he wants to be prince and michael jackson and all the old greats but that's yeah. the thing but he's just he's just the base imitation it just sounds like that it's not yeah it, not, there, it is not that there's a difference between being uh inspired by somebody and you know wanting to be like your hero than just imitating somebody even creating music that sounds like a ripoff of something that they did, you know, because Uptown Funk sounds like a Prince song when you hear it, you know. Yeah, it sounds like a Prince song done to like a Michael Jackson beat. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Like it's sung kind of like a Prince song, and then it's like a Michael Jackson, yeah. vaguely Prince type of uh, music. Yeah, and it's like I mean, it's dude, catchy. Just... It's just not gonna be like, it's not gonna be a song like Purple Rain where you still remember it. Or even I mean, when doves cry. Or when doves cry. But yeah. I, my point is, it's, it's you know, like It'll be 50 years later, you know, will we re remember Bruno Mars's song? Yeah, it's not. You know. <laughs> Compared well, to something like when doves cry, you know. It's like. You know, those, those type of songs. I mean, Jimi Hendrix songs still to this day get played on the radio. Mm -hmm. It gets played all the time. Because I mean, it's timeless. Yeah. I mean, he died in 69 right was uh, it 70 71 something like that 72 i think was it seven did he make it okay i think it was 72 so it's just something like that i mean his his you know his music lived on and you know even you know i'm not really a fan of the beatles but their music's lived on they're still huge beatles fans yeah so they're, you know, they're iconic Rolling Beatles Stones. Beatles weren't really, we didn't grow up with the Beatles, you know. Yeah. We grew up with shit like Pearl Jam and Nirvana and. Yeah, see like Pearl Jam like to me. The, Stone Temple Pearl, Pilots. Pearl Jam to me is going to be one of those, those bands that, you know, in, you know, uh, 2060 or whatever, you know, people are still going to be listening to Pearl Jam songs on the radio and stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's just so many good songs. Because. It's you know. like when we're in our 60s, right, we're going to be – because people that are in their 60s and stuff now listen to stuff like The Beatles and The Who and Led Zeppelin and The Rolling Stones. and But not The Eagles. I fucking hate The Eagles, man. Uh, fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to the dude. Uh, uh, but Just seriously, a, Eagles, a lot man. of people hate The Eagles. I'm trying – I'm – I'm act it's really actually hard to find anyone that liked the Eagles. How were they a band? I don't know. Like I, I don't think I've literally met anyone that liked the Eagles. I I I know people that like Eagles songs, but not like them as like a like a, a band with like 
liked all of their albums. I don't yeah. think I've ever met anybody that liked their albums, just specific songs, like yeah. Hotel California and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, they just, um, you know, a lot of a lot of bands just can't be Skinner. That's true. Okay, and we'll. Uh, but yeah, we're going to take a break on that note, and we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back. Yes. That's, uh, yeah, I think, I think that song on this album was probably the most successful one, even though the purple rain song is obviously like a classic. It's still like when doves cry is still kind of like the song off this album. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. Uh, cause didn't, didn't when doves cry win like a grammy or something for best song yeah the when doves cry did yes that's uh yeah that's just crazy to think of like how now if you want a grammy you just get jack white to produce your album and then (laughs) you get one (laughs) done and dusted yeah um or you know you uh just have to I think the the thing that's fucked up is that RB like, Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce is just like Beyonce just shows up and they're just like we're gonna throw like fifteen awards at you. Nicki it's Minaj like, doesn't even show up because they don't nom- they don't like Nicki gets nominated but she doesn't win shit. No. Sometimes she doesn't even get nominated for her albums, which is weird because it's like Nicki's one of your highest selling artists of like the the female like rap genre, like she is like the queen as far as like female rap goes. But yet, all everybody gets all the stuff from Cardi B. Yeah, who apparently yeah, yeah. wants to you know drug dudes and steal their money. Yeah. So she gets all the awards, but Nicki Minaj, who like is the modern day renaissance of the female. Cardi rapper, B has to drug shit. dudes and steal their money. Nicki Minaj has people just giving her money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who's really the baddest bitch now? <laughs> it's like. If you want to really look at how things work, look at Nicki Minaj's bank account compared to Cardi's. I'm just saying, Nicki's mm. got money. She doesn't have to do dudes for money because no. she's got plenty of her own. She doesn't need dudes for money. Yeah, she makes her own money because she's independent woman like that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, 
Dude, um, around Cardi B, dudes be being like, me too. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, and that's the thing that gives me sense we're on this topic, right? If, if you found out that, I don't know, uh, let's say somebody. Oprah. Somebody fucked up. No. Like, no, no, no. If like Oprah was like raping dudes all this time, like people would be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> really, Oprah? She's been drugging dudes, like slipping shit in their drinks. That'd be like, some fucked up shit. That'd be, people would be, be like, some fucked up shit. I wonder how that would affect her book club. Probably not. Not. Nah, they'd just be like, she's innocent. It's kind of like the R. Kelly thing where they're like, he made good music though, so he couldn't have been this bad. It's like he is a leader of a sex cult. <laughs> Hitler was a painter. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, you know, painters are Nazis. I'm just, I don't think that was the point of what you were trying no, to say. No, I wasn't no. going there. Because uh, in that case, Van Gogh was a Nazi, you know, before it existed. Now, Van so. Gogh, you know, would have never been a good Nazi. <laughs> Mainly because he probably hated everyone, right. not just Jewish people. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to, <laughs> to hold a third right together when you like literally want to kill everyone. When you're just like, that's why he was kind of a loner and he died broke. Very true, yes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but I just, since we're on that So to topic, get off the ha- happy note, let's get into <laughs> Right, yeah. I just think that, you know, if you found out that it was a dude, like a dude musician doing this, like say it was, I don't know, like, um, like axel rose or something it came out that like he was like slipping like shit into women's drinks and stuff people would be fucking rioting people would have pitchforks ready. oh yeah they would have they would have done like the social media campaign they would have stopped selling guns and roses cds like like, oh my god this is horrible cardi b says like oh yeah i used to uh lure dudes into like my hotel room and stuff or lure them back to my place after i was you know, because, like, I, I promised the dude, like, oh, you know, hey, let's let's have sex or whatever. Then I'd drug them and rob them. Then I would slip some shit in their drinks and then steal their wallet or whatever, steal their money, you know, and then bounce. And it's like, and everybody's like, well, you don't understand the hustle that Cardi had to go through. It's like, yeah, there's plenty of women that don't have to do that shit. She went through the same hustle Bill Cosby went through. Right, yeah. It's like you're putting shit in somebody's drink and then taking advantage of yeah. them. It's like, so... Bill Cosby gets locked away for it. Where, where's the prison bars for Cardi B? I'm just saying. <laughs> Put Cardi in b- 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 prison. Because <laughs> uh, as much as you want to drug men, you'll, you'll never be Nikki. You'll, you'll never be that level. <laughs> uh, She's basically Nikki with that little annoying. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're not a bird. Stop doing that I think she's trying to be like Toucan Sam. The only one who can do bird noises is fucking Morris Day. Yes, or Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, yeah, 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 yeah. he can do that too. <laughs> he, he's allowed. Jim yeah. Carrey's allowed to do bird, bird noises. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he fed a baby bird out of his own mouth. Right, yeah. That's dedication to the role. That's dedication. <laughs> that, is, that is method acting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh man, what was that one? There's that one uh, actress that's were on it randomly that actually did that, where they like baby birded their the food into their kid's mouth. Uh, let's pass on it that was conversation. Like, it was like, was it Cameron Diaz or something? I don't know. 
It was one of those celebrities. I'm about to look it up. And I'm going to text it to you one day randomly. Let's not never look it up. Let's just always <laughs> just guess. Like It's like, oh, it was Sandra Bullock. Totally Sandra Bullock. And it's like, no, don't do that. You ruined it forever now. Because I'm going to be thinking like on the set of Speed, she was like baby birding food into her kid's mouth while she's dealing with Keanu. It's oh, like, I don't want to think of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about that for more than like 15 seconds. Your head will explode. Anyway, um, so uh, people had issues with the the music in this movie because you know it's Prince. It's garbage. Like, but the whole fucking movie is about Prince's music, so it's like it, the thing that gets me just. Before so also, I get to the why comment, would you even watch this movie if you're like, oh, Prince is the guy? I hate Prince's music. Of music. Oh, I'm gonna get into that. You want okay. me to just go ahead and read yeah. it? Go okay. ahead. Yeah. Okay. So it says. So first line. Okay. I hate Prince. Period. End of. Sentence. Shouldn't watch the movie. Okay. Uh, Episode the, over. Dun, the, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Roll that music now. Um, in the two dozen or so albums he has released, there are a total of about four good songs. Uh, I've uh, never been a Prince fan. I've always found him to be completely overrated, not just as an actor, but as a musician. He's not uh, an actor. Did you? Exactly. <laughs> he did like, what, two movies this and Under the Cherry Moon? Yeah. I mean, and he directed Under the Cherry Moon. And, and it was, was just, bad. It was, it was like was a bad. side project that he did. But he didn't care. It was just something he wanted it was to just do. The, some, it was just something fun for him to do. I don't think he took yeah. it seriously. If I was rich and I had money, I would just make movies too. Just make your own shit, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, wouldn't even care. People would be like, that movie sucked. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I had fun, fun making it. I don't care. Yeah. I I'll watch making. it. Me and my friends get together in my theater that I own, and yeah. we watch the movie, in and we laugh and shit. dollar mansion, yeah. So eat a dick. Yeah, fuck off. But anyway... And then it says, did you see him on Oprah? Remember that he told everyone about the birth of his baby and even had pictures. Then it turned out that the baby was dead and he was showing pictures of himself with his dead baby. How messed up is that? If you're a fan of his music, then you will most likely enjoy this movie because it's full of it. This is a self-serving, egomaniacal extended music video and a bad one at that. There are two redeeming qualities. Morse Day's self-parody role as Prince's rival is wonderful, especially since the real... Uh, time band was far better uh, a band than Prince's uh, ever put to, than Prince ever put together with the revolution. Also, the song When Doves Cry, as much as I hate Prince, is a great piece of music and defining song of the 1980s. <laughs> so that's one jackass right there. And then I split it so that I, I could get to the other comment. Uh, so this one, it says, <laughs> Prince's musical ability and swagger is undeniable. But those who are unfamiliar with Prince's music and concert presence won't receive the purest essence of what the movie tries to accomplish. The concert footage in the film is hindered on certain spots. You can tell that it's not completely that he's not completely in his element as he goes for certain poses while playing his songs. There are parts though where his true form shines through his performances on stage, and that's when he ceases to be an actor. He's just simply being Prince. As the storyline develops, Prince stumbles along, muttering the atrocious dialogue provided for him in a monotonous low tone. His confidence is nowhere to be found, and that's one of his defining characteristics. <laughs> wow, I mean, this is a movie about Prince, yeah. So, the thing I mean, is, is like when you start off your, your, your thing on IMDb, and you're like, okay, I hate Prince, like just right off the gate, it's like... Then why the fuck are you on here complaining about the Purple Rain movie? It's like it's it's almost like people are like, you know what? I'm going to suffer through this 
so that I can warn other people to not watch this movie. And it's like, why the fuck are you doing that? Are, why are you trying to white knight this situation? It would be like they made a movie about which, well, actually they did make a movie about the, the movie about Justin Bieber. It would have uh, been like yeah. me going to see that and then, just, and then complaining because I don't like Justin Bieber. Uh-huh. And I'll get it straight because I don't hate Justin Bieber. Well, maybe kind of, but that's nothing to do with music. It's just because he's just kind he's, of like a total dick. He's to kind everybody. of a dick in real life. Yeah. yeah he's, he's dickish to fans. Always. Like he's just kind of an asshole. Yeah. And he shouldn't be because he came from nothing and he did something good. Like his story is good. He is bad. Uh, but like <laughs> as nothing, he got older, he became a complete dude. Like I, you know, we don't listen to that style of music. I don't so listen I, to Bieber. I wouldn't go see a Bieber movie uh-uh. if I don't. I would go see a Corey Taylor movie, you know, or a Slipknot movie or something. Be like, how did Slipknot get formed? I'll go watch that movie. I love Slipknot. Of course, there would be like a billion people that'd be like, "Fuck this movie! I hate Slipknot." But why are you watching it? Right. We did an entire episode about just Slipknot <laughs> as a band, just as a band. Yeah. Hate. They're, you know? they're, they're a really good band. They're original and creative and they've stood the test of time. Their albums, you know, they're all different, which is something a lot of bands can't do for 20 plus years. Yeah. Uh, Cause some bands, you just know, release out albums and, and you're like, that sounded the exactly the same as the other album, you know, uh, corn. Actually, the best thing that happened to them is them stop changing what they sounded like. Cause every time they changed, it wasn't great. Yeah. When they had a good sound and they basically are good at doing that sound. Yeah, they just they, you know, they're they're one of those bands it's like they tried to experiment too much and it's like if you just fuck around with it too much, you're really going to break the essence of what that band See, is. See, ACDC knows who they are. Yeah. They're the a same band way since the 70s. Created by maybe 30 songs and they've stuck with that for years. Right. Like they literally never have to write another another song. Yeah. ACDC does not have to write another song, and probably hasn't had to write another song for over ten years. Yeah, like literally, they could sell out everywhere everywhere they tour without writing any new new material. And if you don't think you can write any material better than what you've already written, don't write it. Tour. Yeah, because that's the great thing about bands. Touring is where you make your money anyway. The only reason you make an album is if you're stuck under a label. You know, Prince had his own thing going on. He was under Water Brothers, but he basically had free reign to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> one of those things that always... Because uh, there was that time in the 90s. It was like after he did the Batman soundtrack, and I think he did like one more album. After that is when he changed his name to that unpronounceable symbol, just like the little Prince love symbol. Yeah. And the, the, he, the artist formerly known as Prince, he did that Prince. because he was getting off the label and they wouldn't let him have the Prince name. So he was like, well, I'll just turn, change my name into a symbol. Into a symbol. I don't have a name. I'm just that symbol. I'm just that symbol. Yeah. And but so, and he also like he did. I think it was like one of the magazine covers, or he did like a photo shoot where he had like slave written on his cheek, mm-hmm. um, because he was trying to make a point that like musicians are treated like slaves. It's like, well, we have you down for this record deal. You have to do this album. It has to be done like this, this, this. It has to be released on this day. 
And Prince is like, I don't work like that, man. I'm a free spirit. Like I, I write when I have the inspiration to write and I work at my pace and what the band wants to do. You know, the moral of the story and the outcome was you don't fuck with Prince. Because who won at the end of that? It was Prince. Prince won because he was the one with the talent. He Ultimately, he had the talent, so he had the leverage. Yeah, and what else did Warner Brothers have on their record label at that time? I can't think of anybody else that was as high, high profile as you know Warner Brothers. That could have been said in any decade. Yeah. You know, like, who had a better artist than Prince at almost any period in time? When you, when you have a guy like that and you've made so much money. This movie made so much money. Like his, his, like he's like, after he died, they sold 63,000 copies of purple rain mm-hmm. albums. Yeah. Cause I remember that day when it happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and the store that I was working at, we sold every copy <laughs> of purple rain that we had. So an artist that can sell, uh, albums past their, you know, like, the album came out in 1984. Right. <laughs> when you can sell 63,000 copies in like uh, is it 2015? It was uh, 2016. Or 2016. Died. Whenever you can sell 63,000 copies of a CD that came out in 1984. Yeah. That goes to show you that you were, you you are one of the greatest artists of all time. Right. And in these days, like physical like record sales, almost non-existent. Non-existent, you it know, just because really everyone happen. just buys digital stuff, which yeah. is good. You know, I like to have my music on my phone too. But Spotify and certain iTunes. things, I do want a physical copy of. You right. know, like certain things. Like, I'm not gonna say like I buy, it, but but the thing is, like the greatest art, artists you can trust, like. You know a lot of people. You you might like some people. Like, um, I don't know. Like, um, I'd probably, you know, I've bought uh, every one of uh, Lady Gaga's albums. Like, because right. I know when I buy those, it's going to be good from start to finish. You're going to be able to listen to the whole thing. You know? I'm that way about, like, Disturbed. Or like, Slipknot. Like, like, when Disturbed releases an album, yeah. uh, I, uh, the only one that I didn't, I think, was their last one. I didn't. I wasn't, yeah, copy. I was about to say, I wasn't really the a fan of their last one. The last one kind of was sort of weak sauce. And they're starting but, to do way more covers on their albums than they should. And to me, you know, I, I like a good cover. I think Manson's one of the greatest cover artists of all time. But... Just don't, I mean, don't give me just a bunch of covers because yeah. that's something that kind of. I want to hear like actual Disturbed, like yeah, the real that's something shit, that kind of ruined Metallica for me too when they did an entire cover album. Yeah. And, and it's like, you're the band that's supposed to be being covered at this point. You're not supposed to be covering people. Yeah. And if you are, it's like a song at a time. Well, the thing about, uh, that was, that was, uh, Garage, Garage Inc. Inc., right? Yeah. Because I kept thinking it was like GarageBand, and I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. That's like a, that's like the fucking Apple thing. That's like the software. <laughs> Garage yeah. Inc. The thing about Garage Inc. was it was Metallica pitched it as like it's kind of a love letter to the stuff that they always liked when they first started playing. That's okay. It was shit Most like people, King Diamond, yeah. and it was you know stuff like Blue Oyster Cult, and you know that kind of stuff. It was like Flotsam and Jetsam. Just because and, you word it nicely doesn't mean that it should ever happen. Yeah. Oh, this is our love letter. You can do it slowly. 
A whole album of cover songs by a band like Metallica just doesn't do anything for me. Well, I mean, so by that token, okay, since we're on this, Danzig did an entire album of nothing but covers. And I've never listened to that album. I've listened to, to some, I've listened to, I think, almost all of it. And then that's, that's just Danzig also just cashing in. It's and that's the and he's also going to be doing an entire album where he does nothing but Elvis covers. Well, that's just... the end of Danzig because he's <laughs> ran out of ideas. That's why he's doing this. I and I don't know exactly why he's doing this, and it maybe he feels like he wants to get some of this stuff out of his system before he passes away. And hopefully it, that takes a long time. And I like Dan, I like Danzig. I've always loved but, Danzig. Danzig's but one of this, my favorite this artists. This type of stuff, stuff I will not buy. Yeah. Like, I might listen to a song or two of those on Spotify or something, but I won't buy this. I won't buy his cover album. I won't buy this because I don't want to hear Danzig do stuff other people wrote. I want to hear Unless Danzig it's like one or, one or so songs on his albums where he's like, hey, I wanted to cover, you know, a Slayer song also on, you know, this. But, you know, you know. Uh, so what about like Hailstorm? They had uh, their albums that were nothing but covers. Well, Hellstorm the same way. Like I've I've heard a couple of their cover songs, but I haven't listened to their whole albums that they did of covers, because I just I really don't do that. Because a lot of them aren't any better than the originals. And what I say about covers, if you're gonna do a cover song, you need to improve upon it. You can do whatever you want to live. Prince did cover songs live, uh, and he was a fan of it. And he also paid the bands when he did them live. When if he did it live. He paid them. Right. Because some because he had respect for the other Some artists. bands do it live because they know they don't have to pay. Right. They can just do cover songs live and just whatever. But having entire cover albums is something that your agents done talked you into. Something that's supposed to boost your popularity because these are popular songs and stuff like that. And people are going to want to hear your yeah. version of it. So this is kind of a road where it's just, you know... Metallica was probably talked into it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this is gonna help us." It hurt them. Hellstorm, barely even noticed. I know, I knew it came out. I listened to some of them, and I was like, "Yeah." The best one that I think I've heard them cover, because I even heard their version of uh, Joan Jett's "Bad Reputation." It's not as good as Joan and Jett's. It's though. not as good as Joan Jett. It's like how it's like I understand Lizzie. It's Hale. not even. It's not even as close to being as good as is. Like the thing is, like there's there's really only one one person that I think that can cover that song and do it right, and that's the Pretty Reckless. But she won't do that. Mumpson doesn't really cover songs. Yeah, because she likes to write her music. And I then mean, um, uh, the other girl, uh, Brink, Maria Brink. Maria Brink. She would take so, it to a different level. Sometimes she, yeah, I th- her version of Bad Reputation would probably be pretty cool. But the thing is, is that like she'll do. Cause she's done a few cover songs, right? She's done semi cover songs though. Yeah. Like, uh, like it's the, not the, completely. She did the, she did the uh, black wedding, the song, black wedding, which is, which was, which like, was like the Billy Idol's white wedding, white wedding, but it was black wedding with Rob Halford. With Halford. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really cool kind of like an evil twist on. Yeah. So she didn't know, cover the, the song, but she took things it's from like the a, song. She, even, there are even, there are even some lyrics to the song and did she, she did pay, uh, Billy Idol uh, rights to even do that. She didn't just say, oh, well, it's not the exact song, so I don't have to pay you. 
She did. She was like, we wrote it. She was it. like, this is based off your song. So we're going to cut you some money. Yeah. Yeah. So, know, and then it. they did it. And to me, that's okay. You know, every now and if then. If you want to take like a song and kind of do like you a know? your own version of it. Yeah. Well, like one of my favorite bands is Cradle of Filth. And Cradle of Filth usually has at least one cover song that they do on each one of their albums. Yeah. Well, on, not on their very early albums. It wasn't until... Um, from the Cradle to Enslave, uh, when they made that that EP, they had a couple of cover songs on that, and then they've covered a few other ones since, where they'll have like one cover song on like the special edition of the album. The regular edition of the album, a lot of times wouldn't have it, but like when they did uh, Nymphetamine, you know, they did. Uh, oh shit, I'm trying to remember. They did a cover song on that one that was that was pretty good. They did a cover of Hallowed Be Thy Name, you know, from Iron Maiden. Yeah. You know, so they would they would take like uh, Those are tough songs also, by the way. Yeah. Those are tough songs that aren't covered a lot. Yeah, Hallowed so, Be Thy Name by Iron Maiden. So But they you did know, a really good Iron job Ma- with that cover. Iron Maiden has like three guitarists. So whenever you're gonna go cover it, you have to try to figure out a way either to match the guitar or be able to substitute that guitar with something else. Because that's that's just a really hard uh, song to cover. Two in and Manson, what he does, he takes except you know Arrhythmics, uh, like Sweet Dreams, but a lot of songs that were kind of like one hit wonders. Yeah. Manson will pick those, take them to his catalog, and then make them good. Yeah. That's different. Like that's, the Personal yeah. Jesus song. Yeah, the, that song Sweet is Dreams. not good. You know, Sweet Dreams was good. Arrhythmics song was good. Manson's it's it's the same lyrics, but uh, when you listen to the Arrhythmics song, it's two different songs. Like the same exact lyrics, two different meanings in my opinion. Right. Because they're sung differently. Yeah, there's two totally different tones. Because the Arrhythmics was like a kind of upbeat, kind of like dance tune. Yeah, they were like a dance tune, like you know, sweet dreams are made of me. Yeah. Who am I to? And then you get the Manson, which is sweet dreams are made. You know, you know, it's like really creepy and and dark and you know, it's it's so good. That's the thing. It's like, and I think that's that's one of the things that gets me is that like, kind of taking it back to like to the Prince example. People have covered Prince like a lot. You know, uh, Maroon Five was one of the bands that covered him, and that's whenever he spoke out and he was like, basically like it was pathetic. Yeah, like why even try to do that? Yeah, because uh, Maroon Five covered Kiss. What the hell was Adam Levine thinking? How many bands can actually cover Kiss and do it? Justice? Who can actually do Kiss? Yeah, it's like besides they're... maybe Corey Taylor. Yeah, and Alicia Keys. Maybe those two people. Maybe could do kiss yeah maybe uh, but not as good as prince no, nobody can do it as good as prince yeah i mean why even try if you can't do something in the song better than the person that made the song don't cover the song right well it's like uh tlc they they did a, a version of if i was your your girlfriend uh that was a prince song and right the thing about that was that they it took all three girls from TLC to do his vocals, because yeah. But but the thing about it is TLC. It makes sense for them to cover that song. They're not like, hey, we love Prince. Let's cover an entire fucking Prince album. Yeah, 
They took one song. They took one I song. Was your girlfriend. And then they yeah. made it. They made it their own thing because there's no way TLC could ever make a song that sounds like a Prince song. It's just too. It's just totally different. It's two different like, worlds. They're like '90s R&B and Prince's like you know '80s. So like, that's a different version of a cover song. But then when you have somebody like Metallica, you know, trying to cover Bob Dylan, <laughs> it's just like. In my opinion, and I like Metallica, we grew up on Metallica. That's going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand they're big f- fans of Bob Seger and the bu- uh, Silver Bullet Band. Yeah. But it's like only certain people can can take, um, you know, uh, uh, what is the name of that song? It's, it's, um, uh, shit, the, the one you were just talking about, like the, the Bob Seger. Shit, I was just listening to this like a month ago, too. What's the oh, name yeah. of that song? Um, it's, um, uh, I would look it up, but this is a Prince episode. Yeah, so. uh, turn the page. Turn the page. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing, the the thing that I would say about like uh, Prince's cover songs and stuff like that is that like a lot of times he would write stuff and just give things to people. You know, like you you were talking about that earlier. Like he. He wrote that, you know, that song, and then Sinead O'Connor took it, and he wrote stuff for Shaka Khan. Like, you know, as far as, like, his music goes, that's that's one of the things that I think, you know, people sometimes forget is that people always think that he's, like, selfish because he did something like Purple Rain, and, you know, they were like, oh, well, he was, you know, kind of a dick to, like, Wendy and Lisa in especially in the movie because he didn't think that their music was very good and stuff like that and it's like but think of how many times he wrote songs and gave it to people and was like no I wrote this for you I want to hear you do this yeah so I so hear your version so let's go through um uh some of the the stuff uh that maybe is not as famous that got covered and th- these might be interesting things like let's go crazy it was covered by Incubus so I don't know how that would sound. No. It's definitely going to sound different than what Prince did. Oh, yeah. Incubus, uh, yeah. Darling Nikki was covered by the Foo Fighters. That's probably something that's different. Uh, Prince, in his Super Bowl halftime show, played a Foo Fighters song, too. Um, so, you know, you had... Um, let's see. Man, there's so, many, there's so much shit that got covered. I don't know a lot of these bands, so I'm skipping them. Um, uh, get it up by the time got covered by TLC too. Um, uh, so let's see. Yeah. Kiss Maroon five covered kiss Kelly Clarkson covered it. And, uh, Tom Jones. Uh, wow, that's, that's weird. Uh, you got, God, man, damn. He's basically had every single song that he's ever written get covered. That just shows you how talented he was. Yeah, I just don't know a lot of these bands. They're doing cover songs. I mean, oh, damn, shit, every, everything basically everything he did yeah got covered uh the beautiful ones got covered by uh, mariah carey 
Uh, well, nothing compared to you actually got co covered by Chris Cornell before he died. I've never heard that version. Uh-uh. That'd be an interesting version to, to, to hear. Uh, maybe after the, the show. Uh, let's see. Let's... That, that's crazy because I, I like that song. I like his his version of the song. Prince's version that came out in like 2018 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not really a cover song, but it's kind of funny because I came across it because they did a, on The Simpsons, they did a My Name is Bart <laughs> uh, song by Bart Simpson. Oh, God. So <laughs> I remember that. I was just, I was scrolling past it and I was just kind of like, yeah, that I remember that. They did a Prince thing. Um, Alicia Keys covered How Come You Don't Call Me uh, so like yeah you could go on forever cause there's like uh, yeah like 11 whole internet pages of the Snoop Dogg covered Cool uh, Tina Turner covered Baby I'm a Star huh there's a Chaka Khan sing, Oh, the times or sign of the times. Yeah. Sign of the times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Adore by silk. Uh, Macy Gray did girls and boys. So basically every artist ever has covered Prince, uh, <laughs> but he's garbage. Come here. No, right. these, these guys know better. But yeah, we'll go ahead and take a, a break here, and then when we come back, we'll uh, start to finish up. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. I almost didn't want to stop it. Yeah. Well, that's one of those songs, too, and that's uh, one of the things I've always thought is, like, when you when you watch this and it's, like, that song literally is, like, a, a tribute to his dad, basically, in the movie because, you know, his, uh, his, his dad, you would assume, shoots himself in the head, right? Right. Because he... His dad is abusive, and he has really big anger issues, which is also where the kid gets it from. 
because it's and that's why some people were, were thinking they're like well you know princess is hard to like in this movie because of how he treats apollonia and it's like and also kind of how he treats wendy and lisa because he doesn't really respect their music necessarily um but uh it's and that's the thing it's like he came from a house where his dad's first reaction to anything was to hit his mom. You know, like she didn't clean the house. She didn't. She was out with yeah. friends or something like that. He just hit her. And so when you grow up in a household like that, yeah, that's probably going to be the first thing that you do because that's the only way that you've ever seen to handle that situation. It's not justifying it, but that it's is not justifying how it, works. But it's explaining yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. That sometimes people come from piece of shit households and it's not to say that they're piece of shit people, but they engage in piece of shit behavior because yeah. that's all they know. Yeah. They haven't been shown a different way to, to, to live life and interact with people, you know. And it, it's it's kind of interesting because there's that line that his dad says, you know, where he's like, I would die for you, you know, talking to his mom. And it's like he eventually turns that into a song mm-hmm. and he gets the inspiration for the music from it by going through his dad's old notes. Because, you know, because there's that point where he um uh his mom got hit again and they had an argument and she's outside on the street just like crying and he rolls up on his bike and he's like mom what's wrong what happened and then she's just like crying and he's just like he goes in the house and he was like where are you and he's like looking through the rooms he's like where are you motherfucker where are you you know he's like (laughs) looking for his dad because he's pissed he's like i've seen too much of this shit i'm about to whoop my old man's ass like right now because of what he's doing to mom and she's out on the corner like on the street crying and then, you know, he goes into the house and then he hears his dad playing on the piano because he was going to be a musician. And then his life, you know, he got married and his life just kind of like went to shit on him. And he just he just kind of lost his will to want to be a decent person anymore, you know, right. and live life. And, you know, he like listens to it. And then he's like, uh, he was like, um, you know, what's the what's the note? Do you, do you have that written down? And he was like. That's the, see, he's like, see, that's the difference between you and me. He was like, I don't have to write it down. You know, I, I just, I know it. But his dad actually did write it down mm-hmm. as he finds out afterwards and turns that into I Would Die For You. So when you listen to that song in the context of the movie and what it means, it's like, that's a pretty powerful song. Because that song is, even though he dedicates Purple Rain to his dad in the movie, I Would Die For You actually is really kind of about his dad, mm-hmm. you know. And also a little bit about Prince himself. Like, that whole line is like, I'm not a woman, I'm not a man, I'm something you would never understand. You know, like, that kind of thing. I think trans people everywhere would probably be like, I, I fucking, that's my shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, understand yeah. that completely, you know? Yeah, so but, let's get uh, into the comments. So, comment time. Um, we were talking about the, the acting from uh, Prince and, like, Prince just mainly in the movie. But people hated everybody else in the movie, too. <laughs> And because I felt like this wasn't a super big point, I wanted to save it because of a few things in here. So it says that the acting is where this movie really fails. Apollonia is sweet and beautiful, but no actor. And Prince is easily the worst actor I've ever seen. His blank face and wooden dialogue delivery are so bad, I couldn't believe it. Worse than Channing Tatum? Worse than, you know, I would much rather put Prince in a movie than Channing Tatum shit. Um, at least if you had Prince on set, you know women are going to be there. So, hey. It's like, more go, than go into the producer. It's like, look, Channing can't get his line down in this. Well, then just have him take his shirt off. Yeah. 
Well, this is a movie about just just take a shirt off. Have He's him supposed say to nothing. be a lawyer. It's like no, have him take a shirt just off. T- just have him take a shirt off, and then the he wins. won't care. They'll be hypnotized by his abs. Yeah, then he'll win the case and have him do a little little dance. Yeah, he'll do like a little little. He'll do like a little strip. This dance is a serious end. movie. This is a movie. <laughs> this is a movie about lawyers and like a really serious court case. Yeah. <laughs> just have him take a shirt off. Women this is about Flint, Michigan court case. You realize <laughs> that, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Have him take his shirt off. Yeah. Shake his ass. He's got to look sexy for the women, right? Uh, <laughs> You're uh, fucking my movie. <laughs> it says, this movie only comes to life during the concert scenes, but there aren't really that many. The dramatic scenes are so badly acted and handled that they make this movie a chore to sit through. They should have just made this a concert film. The supporting cast is plenty awful in their own right. Poor Clarence Williams III, who plays Prince's dad, mm-hmm. uh, almost buckles under the weight of trying to carry this collection of drama school dropouts from scene to scene. Things get so bad that some reviewers actually seem to think that Morse Day and Jerome can act. More accurately, they simply stink less than what is around them. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... For people that aren't naturally trained actors and are for real musicians, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's really not. To I've me, seen you worse. Know, it's like you know, it's like watching Eight Mile. <laughs> you have Eminem in it, which is fine. Eminem's not an actor. He's not an he actor. He does decent enough. He's a musician. He does well enough to convey. He's the a point rapper who is playing a rapper. And in, <laughs> in in a movie, and he does good as a rapper. Exhibit He's a dude is in another dude. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibits in this movie, and he plays a rapper too. The only, there, there are really only a couple real actors in this movie, and that was Brittany Murphy, Mackie. and Eight Mile, and then Anthony Mackie, which yep. was Papa Doc, and he was barely in the fucking movie. Yeah, he was really he's really only in it like at the end. He's maybe. really him and Brittany are really the only two legit actors in the movie, mm-hmm. and Brittany's in most of it, and he's in like three scenes. Yeah, because <laughs> this was like young Anthony Mackie. Yeah, but. Before he became the Falcon, and he was awesome. Yeah, but that doesn't—that doesn't mean you don't. In these movies about music and about musicians, you don't need the acting because there's no—it's not necessary. It's a movie about music. Right. The entire movie is based around the kid trying to get his band famous. Yeah, I mean Hugh Jackman can't play every goddamn character. <laughs> Especially in 1984. No, when it was. Could prob- you imagine Hugh Jackman in those heeled boots? Man, he would just would have busted you, his ass. You know what? I could have. I could have. He. He's <laughs> he could w- pull it off. He he could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let's 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 not get it twisted. Fucking doing those kind of dance moves in heeled boots. That that takes some fucking talent to be mm-hmm. able to dance like that, play guitar, do vocals, in fucking heeled boots. Like that's like I I don't wear heeled healed anything because you know i'm a man i don't do that but (laughs) (laughs) you know just saying but i don't have heels in anything now for women who wear heeled you know like shoes and stuff like that it's like i couldn't do that because i wouldn't want to do that to my feet i wear sneakers all the time but for prince to be able to wear heeled boots and be able to do some of the shit that he does just for all those years and I know that ultimately that did lead to a lot of like pain in like his ankles and his legs and stuff like that. And that's one of the reasons he got onto painkillers was to 
takes some of the pain away from his stage performances. Because especially when you watch Purple Rain, it's like he is fucking all over the stage. But that's what he was. He was a showman. He, When you went to a print show, it you got a fucking performance. You got some shit you don't see anywhere else. Yeah, still... The best halftime show I've seen in the Super Bowl. They, they just haven't kinda, had one that's topped it yet. Yeah, they just kind of get Lady worse Gaga and worse. Lady Gaga good. was great. Lady but Gaga like was the good. last one, which is like Maroon 5, it was like the worst. I, I don't know why they keep getting bands like this. And it was like one of them, they had like the Rolling Stones there. And it's like, are you trying to play to that 70 year old crowd, man? Like, what are you doing, NFL? Like, you know, it's like you realize that most of the people that, that watch the Super Bowl for, you know, are, are, are you know, like younger than 70 ish you know why can't you get somebody fun like why can't you know like i don't know you get somebody like kid rock couldn't kid rock do a good half kid rock would you know he like could you imagine that in like a fucking you know super bowl he could hit it with some rock and then drop back into country and then go back into like kind of like a a little bit of everything because yeah and then he could rap he's multi-diverse you know that would actually be brilliant. You'd be kind of be able to play to a little bit of everybody. You'd have you'd hit the rock crowd, you'd hit the rap crowd, the country crowd, and then people that you could get to come out there with them because they always have like special guests come out, mm-hmm. like surprise uh, guests, yeah, and surprise stuff. guests and something like that. You could so have like, like Eminem if, show up, have, maybe, yeah, or you know, even if you wanted to have something like I don't know, like Run DMC come out and help. Run DMC, it. yeah, with Kid Rock, that would work. That'd be that'd pretty awesome. Perfect. And then say it's like country, you know, he gets like uh, Hank Williams Jr. Uh, Hank Williams. Yeah, because Hank always did the uh, Monday Night Football tune. Yeah, and uh, you know? it's like uh, they're related somehow. I, re- I remember Kid Rock saying that they were li- related uh, somehow. Like cousins like multiple times removed or something? It's probably like 17th cousins, but you know Kid <laughs> Rock probably proud he's as hell. He's going to play that shit up like <laughs> crazy. I'm related to the Williams family. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the proud of Williams family. It's like It's like to like the 17th power. Like you're barely <laughs> related to him. He's like, no, no, no. I'm claiming that shit like we're first cousins. Like um, fucking Benedict Cumberbatch is like, you know, it's like fucking like seven generations removed from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, you know? and it was, it was something that somebody else has seen. Uh, it was like Mark Wahlberg. Uh shit he's related to somebody crazy because like somebody like it was on the google autocomplete interview and they're like are you related to so-and-so and it's like not that thing not that i know of and then you can hear like the assistant's like yeah yeah you are and he's like oh oh shit then what's up cuz right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i forget who it was but it's somebody like super famous was it one of the Beastie Boys that he was related to? Mm-mm, no, oh, okay. no, I, it wasn't. It was, a, it was an actor. It was all. an actor. Okay. But see, okay, so uh, since we're on the subject of, like, musicians, you know, being shit actors. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> shit no. actor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's great. I'm He's just great. kidding, Mark Wahlberg. Don't hate us. Um, He's great. We're just bullshitting. He's no Donnie, though. He's, no. uh... <laughs> Nobody is Donnie Wahlberg. Let's get it. Let's get it correct. Just so we get that out in the open. Now it's for real. Like, he's the weakest Wahlberg. But I mean, because one of them was a New Kids on the Block, and the other one was you know Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I mean, come on, man. Marky Let's, Mark wins. Marky Mark wins. I mean, I know. I know. My sister was huge in the New Kids on the Block when they came out because she had like the but posters all over her wall. Suck a lot of dick and boy bands make it sick. <laughs> 
Oh man. But, uh, used to be but so it's kind of awesome. funny because the the first time that I ever listened to Prince was like my sister was was listening to uh, it was the album that had Kiss on it, whichever one that one was, I forgot. But the song that Prince did called Kiss, um, that was the first time I'd ever heard him because I didn't really listen to anything like that until my sister, you know, was listening to him. Well, my sister listened to like a lot of that stuff because she listened to, to pretty much everything that Prince did. She listened to Madonna, pretty much all the Michael Jackson stuff. Um, Whitney Houston. Fucking, yeah, Whitney Houston. Uh, Tina Turner. Um, I don't know. She no. Tina Turner might have been more like my mom's speed, but um, what was the uh, Dolly Parton? Was the, <laughs> no Dolly Parton would have been more my dad's speed because he was a boob man. Hit it, Dolly. All right, Jolene, 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 Jolene. Yeah, like we can't do it like Jack White. So you know that motherfucker um, can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucker can do anything jack white reminds me of like i'm not i'm not comparing like music ability or anything at all but jack white actually kind of reminds me of like a prince character in music because he's just so like literally you'll be like he just came out like four albums this year with like two different bands and also wait he 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 produced albums for like six other people right what is he what how he's inhuman the, the thing that I would say, and, and that's kind of a good comparison because Jack can, because uh, he can definitely play guitar, we know that, mm-hmm. but if I'm not mistaken, he knows drums. He knows, he knows how to play piano. He knows how to play piano, and can he do bass? I'm yes, sure he, he actually puts two bass strings on his guitar. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's how he did that whole Elephant album. Yeah, with the bass strings. He put the two bass strings on his guitar and the other... Uh, the other four are just rather guitar strings. That's yeah. how that's how you get Seven Nation Army because it's just him and Meg. Yeah. So he's just like dun, dun 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 dun, you know. And then he's also playing guitar at the same time. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's like that's one of the things that I think you know when you look at people that are multi instrument talented. Uh, Billy Corgan's like mm-hmm. that. Billy Corgan especially, and I know your brother probably knows this. But Corgan can play piano, guitar, uh, drums, bass. He can play... And the fiddle. He, <laughs> can he play the fiddle? I, I, yeah. I wasn't sure about that one. Okay, fiddle. Uh, can't he do like a banjo? Probably. Can he do a banjo? Maybe. I don't know if I've ever heard him play um, a banjo, though. And then Corgan can play... Can he do like one of those like woodwind type instruments? Probably. Like a, like a He's saxophone Billy Corgan. or a tuba or something like that. Because I want to say that he could do something like that. Um, uh, one of the other guys that I could think of off the top of my head that could do a lot of that was uh, Trent Reznor. Because Trent Reznor can play a lot of different well, He had to learn because he hates everyone. <laughs> he's just a loner, and he just doesn't like people. So he's like, fuck it, I'll do the whole album I'll do it all myself. Studio. He has a touring band, but they, they basically get no They're credit. just a touring like, band. Don't Google it and just name another member of Nine Inch Nails. I can't. I don't know anybody <laughs> besides Trent Reznor. Right? Like, just off the top of your head, just, you know, no, name nothing, a guy without Googling my it. My mind is blank. You know, I would say email me, but I know you're all going to cheat. It's like, oh, well, the other guy's name is so-and-so whenever you just said, like, Google it for 20 minutes because Google doesn't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, Who is in Nine Inch Nails? And, pops and they're up like and Trent, Trent Reznor. Reznor. <laughs> And then it just has question marks. Who else is in Nine Inch Nails? And then it's just like Trent Reznor. 
and Trent Reznor. It's like, who is in the Nine Inch Nails touring band? And, and then, then it just like, says Trent Reznor. <laughs> right. or, yeah, Trent Reznor and like 40,000 people. Right. And it's like, who is in Nine Inch Nails touring band now? And it's like, the Google's just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, it's, Johnny Depp and... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's Johnny Depp and Keanu Reeves. That's yeah, the Keanu other Reeves. You've got like Dogstar and Dogstar, yeah. <laughs> and I think Mila Jovovich does something in there too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, especially like when you're talking about like, you know, uh, musicians being actors. It's like because Beyonce will do acting roles every once in a while, right? And yeah. It's kind of funny because, like, when you watch, like, the uh, Austin Powers Gold Member, it's like, you don't think to yourself, like, well, fucking Beyonce, like, she's not an actor. Like, look at the shit job that she's doing. It's like, it's like, for some reason. She's funny. She's fine. She's funny, like, you know, Foxy Cleopatra. I mean, she's no right? J-Lo in movies, but she's fine. <laughs> yeah. And that's another one. Okay, so Jennifer Lopez. People shit on Jennifer Lopez all the time. She's not that bad of an actress. Nah. And I know some people... I, these some people shit on it, but she was the bomb in Money Train. <laughs> the Cell. That was good shit. The Cell is just... The Cell was really good. I like that movie. You know, that's that's a... Where she's in the mind of that serial killer. Yeah. See, that movie is so like smart and intelligent. If you would have cast the wrong person in that, the movie wouldn't have worked. She was the right person. Yeah. I've always kind of liked uh, J-Lo in movies. Um, I mean, everybody wants to point to, like, Gigli, but it's like, that's... I, I, that, that whole movie was just cursed, I think. It's just, I don't know. Like, it's sometimes you hit and you miss. You can't blame, really, the actors in it. It's just not a good movie, I guess, for the most part. I don't know. I have never really seen it, so I can't really... I've have never seen Gigli. I can't really have an opinion on it. I've just always heard... It's the worst movie ever, and it's like, I mean, I've seen scenes from it. I know Christopher Walken's in it. Can't be that bad if Walken's in it. Walken's is in it, and then also, you know, Ben Affleck's in it. Maybe he's not good in it or something, but it doesn't matter. Like, J-Lo, she's a musician. She's not really an actress, but she does movies, uh, and um, generally, if she does do a movie that I end up watching, I usually don't think that she did a bad job in them. Yeah. Like, like uh, what was the what was the one where it's like, was it Made in Manhattan? Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. That what was, was the guy good. that was 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 that Matt Perry or Matthew? Or no, that's that's that nine and a half weeks movie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. What was the dude that was in Made Hugh in Grant? Man? It was Hugh Grant, wasn't it? Hugh Grant. Uh, I'm like I've seen like see I don't like Hugh like Grant. That he movie he kind of seemed okay. Hugh Grant actually is an actor. But he actually seems like he's an athlete that's been put in a movie. And he's been acting for, like, years. Right. He's, like, 125 years old. Hugh Grant might be a But musicians that become, you know, actors or actresses, it's not... I mean, and Prince didn't do it full-time. He just, you know, did a couple movies because he wanted to. Right. And this was one of them, and this was basically, like... It's like the Tenacious D thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's basically like, hey, this is a movie... For oh, my album. Yeah. yeah, like this is like the movie of the album I'm releasing. Right, yeah, exactly. So that's because what the, this the was. the Destiny soundtrack was kind of reminds you of Purple Rain a little bit yeah. because every song 
from the soundtrack is played in the movie, and every song has a significance in the yeah. movie because it's it, it's entirely about the stuff that happens in the movie. And this this album for Purple Rain very much is him telling a story through all these songs, like essentially. Yeah, yeah I mean, once like, you watch the movie, the songs make a lot of sense. Like, and and who else? Who else has has done stuff like this? Like, uh, DMX puts a lot of his music in the movies that he used to be in. Aaliyah. Yeah, Aaliyah. She was yeah. Aaliyah was probably like she was on the verge of being like one of the greatest musicians of our time. Uh, especially singers mm-hmm. and one of our better actresses. Yeah. You were either going to have, and in my I opinion, loved her in, in fucking queen of the dam. That's she's awesome. in queen of the dam to me and Romeo must die. And Romeo must die. But, yes, um, that was a fucking awesome. Movie in too. my opinion, you would have still had Beyonce today, but Beyonce wouldn't be Beyonce because Aaliyah would have been the Beyonce. Yeah. And then Beyonce you would have been Queen B without Queen A. Yeah, <laughs> that's simple. That's just simple. The order of things. Leah would have been, still to this day, probably the biggest female mu- musician in the world. And that's not saying any any shit about Beyonce or throwing shade at her. Beyonce is a great musician in her own right. She's a great talent. Well, it's it's the same argument to me. You know, like like Beyonce is great. It's just like like somebody like Jack Black. I just don't think I don't think Jack Black would be as big as he is today if Chris Farley was still alive. And that's not taking anything from Jack Black. No, he's hilarious too. He is but awesome, but Chris Farley would have been the you know, kind of like the big guy of comedy still if he was still alive. Yeah, I, I still maintain that if if Farley hadn't have died as young as he did, he would have been our generation's John Candy. Yeah, and he, he been, and John Candy died too young, in my opinion. Yeah, he should. John Candy, John Candy died when he was like literally, forty something. Yeah, yeah. John Candy literally should be, you know, uh, being like the Steve Martin type person that shows up at SNL every now and then when you have a really cool host, and you're like, oh shit, there's John Candy. Oh fuck, it's John Candy. John Candy. Steve Candy's Martin, hosting. by the way, does he ever age? I don't know. He's looked like he's like sixty for like forty years. Right. Yeah, some of those celebrities, it's like you guys have you guys have some technology that we we peasants don't have. Yeah, you know, still in great shape. Still, so I'm I'm glad to see Steve Martin still yeah. moving around good and showing up to stuff. Well, and, and even like Bill Murray, like in, even at his yeah. age, Bill Murray looks good. Uh, Sh- Sh- uh, Chevy Chase, he's he's the one that just looks like god awful right now. Like, like yeah. he's just he did not take care of himself. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you can usually tell on some of those guys. You know, when they, like, when you have those actors that get older and they just look like they're just bodies just giving up on them. It just looks like them. hell. You yeah, know, and it's, it's just... like, it's like, please take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. It's like... That's it's like John things... Lithgow, I know, is older than Chevy Chase. Yeah. But Chase, like yeah, Chase looks like he's 20 years older than John Lithgow. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer doesn't look like he's aged a day in, like, Like, years. they could bring back Frasier right now. Yeah, they could reboot Frasier, like, today, and he would look just like he did in the 90s. Which you should. You should fucking reboot Frasier. Hashtag bring back Frasier. You know what would be really awesome? And if they're just, <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, they're just kind of like, fuck it. And they're like, okay, so, uh, Frasier and Seinfeld takes place in the same universe now. We're just going to reboot, we're gonna oh, reboot both the shows at the same time and have them live at the same apartment complex. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine Daphne, like, running into Elaine or something? Oh, in the man. 
and with her like Welsh accent trying to talk to Elaine and Elaine's just like, what did you just say? <laughs> Wouldn't that be like, uh, that that show would crush everyone in ratings. Oh my God, if you had a show that was like Seinfeld cross uh, Frasier. Frasier and just have it just be like a series, like a regular series show. Yeah. And you have like Kelsey Grammer and you, you have fucking, <laughs> you know, oh my God, that would be yeah, so good. Yeah. Julia Louise Dreyfus, and then you know uh, what was the name of the lady who played Daphne? Um, oh shit! Shit, I forgot her name. And then, but if you got David then, Pierce, then you could have like Ted Danson make some appearances on the show. Oh, from you the know, Cheers yeah, from the Cheers thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it'd be God, cool. you'd be able to do. And then imagine just seeing Jason Alexander come back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And have Jason with, and Alexander come back. You know, that would be interesting. You know, like just two different styles. That'd be especially that'd, because they're from like opposite ends of the country because Seinfeld takes place in New York and Frasier takes place in Seattle. Yeah. So it's that East Coast versus West Coast vibe, you know, that'd yeah. be got just if that happens we want 10%. We want 10% of <laughs> probably 40 trillion dollars. <laughs> how much is Seinfeld worth? Like probably a billion? Yeah, also <laughs> how much is uh, Fraser worth? Probably a billion. <laughs> like, damn close to it. I know Kelsey Grammer's not worth as much as Seinfeld because he didn't create the show. Right. Fraser, but, but he it's got his paid character. Handsomely to play Fraser. Yeah, so <laughs> I would say Kelsey Grammer's worth a lot of money. Yeah. But not as much as Jerry Seinfeld, of course, because well, you know he he's a, he's invested in everything. He owned the show pretty right, much, yeah. You know, and he gets offended because you ever seen that uh, Larry King interview? Whenever Larry King slips up and says they got canceled. Uh, oh, I think I might have. You ever remember he that? Was on Larry he King was, Live? yeah, it was on Larry King Live, and he was like canceled, and he was like, "Do you know who I am?" He was like, and he's like, does he know who I am? And he's like, I didn't mean to offend. He was like, we're the highest rating show of all time. And you think we got canceled? I was like, no, we ended the show. Because yeah, we ended the show because it was time to end. He's like, you think I got canceled? And he was like, I, I didn't mean to. Yeah, Larry had to walk that back. Quickly. Yeah, he was like, I didn't mean to offend. And Seinfeld's just like. This guy, you know, he's just yeah. like, I, you know, don't get mean, Jerry, Please, or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, just <laughs> chill out, dude, man. He didn't mean any harm by that. Yeah. It's like, but yeah, I mean, it, it's basically, it's like, it, it is considered, like, I think it's the highest rated show of all yeah. time. And then I think, like, what is second? Like, Friends, Friends maybe? probably, yeah. And then, It'll probably Game of Thrones now. Well, yeah, but I don't know if that, I don't know if that counts because we're talking about TV, like, not subscription. Yeah, well, because HBO, you have to pay a premium to watch it. Yeah, so, like, cable you know. Or through streaming. Uh, HBO is kind of its own thing anyway, because, you know, they had stuff like The Sopranos and, you know, True Blood and things like that. Some of the highest rated shows, you know, of all time, and they've all been on HBO and Game of Thrones and, Yeah, that's, you the, know. that's the ruler of this generation. It's but... The but the thing is, it's not on just it's not on just TV, so it doesn't really count in with those ratings. Yeah, because you know it's, it's not on like, yeah it's not TV. net it's not network TV it's it's HBO. Yeah, it's not TV. It's, it's HBO. HBO. <laughs> yeah, I mean they tell you that. Right, um, but we're getting back to Prince. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the that's the bad thing about having OCD is that sometimes you forget the point. <laughs> Yes, so let's but, uh, let's get back to Prince. But yeah, we'll uh, but we'll we'll go to the end here. So, it says, uh, 
the story is about the struggle to rise above all the crap the world throws at us um, so that we can become who we are. It's difficult to believe in yourself when you have terrible parents. The story could have been better written, and I think that the actors were just really terrible at their jobs. Even if the script were better, you, you'd still need people that could act, and these people couldn't. The story is screamingly obvious and uh, has been done many times before, and much better, too. The subplots are, uh, to put nicely, badly handled. The love triangle between Kid, Apollonia, and Morris was so predictable and tired that I actually became insulted. His wife-beating father is needed for the story, but the scenes are so badly handled in acting and direction that I couldn't believe it. The script is... Uh, terrible, lousy dialogue, and some truly painful comedy routines. And there's tons of misogyny here. The kid's mother getting beaten, the kid hitting Apollonia and uh, you know for no reason. Apollonia strips and then goes topless to swim in a dirty river. Also, uh, Williams and uh, Prince's characters treat women in a horrible manner consistently. And it's like, that's but that's part of the point like, this movie is meant to be autobiographical to an extent. Prince never hit women. <laughs> like, yeah, but also... He was not, like, they're to, to women like that. They're telling you a pattern of violence that is very true to reality. Um, it does exist in real life. This, It happens, man. How many people do you see where, like, some woman, like, killed her husband because he beat her all the time? You know, and stuff like that. You see that shit all the time. So, also, we don't have a reference to what movies he's talking about before 1984 about struggling musicians that were trying to rise to the top while also dealing from a poor background and abusive father right so i don't know of any story that fits that before 1984 but i was born in 1984 right so was i <laughs> so there's one movie that was a comedy that was about a musician called a hard day's night that came out in 1964 yeah, that was the Beatles, though. And then, it? yeah, yeah. Hard and then night. in 1984, Amadeus, which Rock was about Amadeus? <laughs> which was about Mozart, right? And then the next film that you get about that, you know, after you know, Purple Rain, which came out in the same year, is Sid and Nancy, which is a totally different story about yeah, Sid Vicious and. Uh, and then you get The Doors, yeah. which is definitely a totally different story. Because Jim Morrison, uh, his story's way different from Prince's story. Oh, yeah. Definitely. He yeah, was way a different. totally different person. Had the had definitely the passion and the creativity like a, a Prince would have. But Jim Morrison was definitely on a different... Um, he was on a really destructive path. He was, he was. big into drugs. Yeah. He, uh, he, he inevitably, I think his messages through his music and the things that he stood for, you know, in public helped the world, I think. But, like, him himself was just a very troubled person. He was a tortured soul. Yeah, so it's, um... I mean, Prince was too. Uh, you know, but in different ways. Like, he, he just kind of, you know, he reeled back. You know, he Prince would just stay away from things generally that was very like and that's one of the things i always thought was interesting was that like um until i i looked it up 
I did not know that Prince ever got married. He actually was married twice. And I was like, I don't so ever remember him being married. He was so private. He kept all of that shit secret. I also didn't know that he had a son that died uh, soon after he was born. Yeah. Because uh, his son, uh, Jim Amir Morrison, on the other had, hand, was very public. Yes. He was very outspoken. And also pretty much insane. <laughs> But, a, uh, you know, like, he's, he's a great musician. Like, I still listen to Doors musics to this day. And, and the Val Kilmer movie, The Doors, is one of the greatest movies about musicians ever made, in my opinion. Uh, Val Kilmer and Meg Ryan, it's yeah. awesome. You know, it's a and, great uh, movie. The the other one that I would put up there with that would probably be Walk the Line. Walk the Line Walk with the line was Joaquin great. Phoenix. Joaquin and um, Reese. Reese Witherspoon. Um, two two great uh, actors, um, thespians. <laughs> uh, but uh, lesbians, no. <laughs> Les- lesbians. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no. The the thing, uh, I I think like, a lot of times, like when people talk about like a plot being like recycled, they're looking at it twenty something years later. This has to like, be like they're like this has been done before. It's I've like, seen this and walk hard. Yeah, this was the this is the Dewey Cox story. I've seen this, <laughs> and it's like, no, dumbass. This came out in 1984. This yeah. didn't come out two years, you know, like before you wrote this. You know what it is? I think millennials you know, don't years ago. <laughs> don't know how time works anymore. Right? They're like, this came out yesterday. There was like a bunch of movies. Other than that, it would be like you watching like uh, a Breakfast Club, and you'd be like. I mean, this movie just ripped off not another teen movie right i mean blatant ripoff it's like this shit came out like 20 years before that movie right <laughs> yeah exactly it's like this is what that movie is trying to make fun of it's trying to parody that but right. like you know if you see movies today like a lot of people don't know the bradley cooper movie a star is born is a remake yeah i didn't know that it's not because, an original uh, movie cooper and gaga it's cooper and gaga that yeah. is a remake it's a remake from like seventy years ago. Yeah. But it's still a remake. Yeah. So I mean, that was an original story, but it'd be like you not knowing it's not an original story doesn't affect what you've seen, but it does affect your comments if you're gonna comment about it negatively. Yeah. I mean, Especially <laughs> if you say that like this this plot has been taken from other movies. And these story beats have been taken from other movies. Yeah, and it's like, like, no, 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 this movie was made, like, originally in 1954. So, yeah. apparently, there's nothing that you've seen that's like this in between that. Right. And if it was, it was taken from the original, which this is a remake of. Yeah. So. It's, you know, and I, I think a lot of times when people look at this with the modern lens, they totally forget that some of these movies are older. Like, when we were covering, like, Billy Madison stuff like that. And they're like, ah, oh, fucking Adam Sandler movies. And it's like, well, you have had the benefit now of seeing, you know, 10, 15 Adam Sandler movies since then. Back yeah. in 1995, this was like his first big movie. Yeah, I mean, so you, if you look at it from the modern day lens. Yeah, it looks like it's a, it's a stereotypical, you know, Adam Sandler movie. But at the time, he was creating a whole new legacy for himself. So yeah, it was just Sandler these, being Sandler, and I yeah. hope he always stays Sandler, and fuck the haters. Yeah. Because he's worth a lot of money, because he does a lot of work, he stays close to his friends, he does what's funny, 
to his generation of comedy. And if you don't like it, you'll never like it because, you know, you're this new generation of comedy, which is basically no comedy. Um, I guess what we're trying to say to wrap it up a little bit is what we're trying to say is we miss you, Prince. Yes, because Prince is from like, and that's the thing about Prince is that like, you just, you don't have anybody like this anymore. And we will never have anybody we'll, like we'll this again. We'll never have another dude that's like this. There's going to be no no one else like this. Jack White is the closest we'll ever come. And as much as I love him, he's not a replacement for Prince, nor does he want to be. No. He's I his think, own thing. I think even Jack White would tell you, like, dude, I, I don't want to have, I don't want to try and take yeah, Prince's I'm spot. not Prince. I'm Jack White. He'll be no. his own legend in the future. And, you he'll know. He'll make his, yeah, he, he's made yeah. his own mark. He'll, he'll Let's be just his own hope legend. he doesn't die young. Yeah, hopefully, you know, yeah. Lives until a good old age like Paul McCartney because that dude, I still can't believe he's still alive. Right. I can believe Elton John's still alive because he's a resilient motherfucker and right. I don't think he's ever going to die. Yeah, well, he's probably done enough drugs back in the day that he's probably just immune to He's immune now. to death because if death was going to take him, it would have been back in it the day. It would have killed him back in the 80s. I would for sure love <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Death was just like, I mean... That's like you, you know you, what I'm, I'm Elton yeah you're you're pretty you much kind of passed you just let me know when you're ready to you go let me know when you're done and you're ready to punch <laughs> like your if you're just man. like Ugh. all right man come on I'm just yeah I'm not really feeling this anymore it's like all right let's let's yeah. let's go old friend like that uh, uh, like because you know like everybody's been talking about like the Bohemian Rhapsody movie mm-hmm. and how the Bohemian Rhapsody movie like it it really it really deviates from some of the stuff that was actual queen stuff. Well, it's like took, 80% inaccurate. Yeah. That they took, uh, they took like the basic essence of Queen's story and just said, fuck it. Let's make it entertaining instead of let's make it real to the real story. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen was going to star it and produce it or whatever. And they didn't like his version of the story because he was going to, you know, they got uncomfortable because Sasha was going to put in all the, you know the gay stuff and everything in it too. Like he wanted because he's all... not afraid of that. If you've ever seen the Bruno movie, you know he does well, it's not just shy more than that. Like Sasha Baron, but that was, was like, but that was true to Freddie Mercury. That's who he was. That's he, what he was saying. He know? was like, it needs to be accurate. You need to follow, like this storyline. But the Queen, the other members of Queen, was like, it should be about us too, and really it shouldn't because the story of Queen is through Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he and is. It's just like if you mentioned like the story of the revolution, it would be the story of Prince, right? Right, because he is, he is the glue that holds that together. You know. Well, every story has a main character, and you have to pick one. Right. And um. And in Purple know. Rain, and in Life, it was Prince. <laughs> it was Prince. Prince was the main character of Life. Right. Yes. <laughs> he was the main protagonist. So I mean, the the world's gonna end soon because Prince is dead. Right. <laughs> but um. Yeah, thanks, and uh, give us a like. Email us at beyondthehateyahoo.com if you have any suggestions, any ideas, any benches, complaints. You know, or if you guys just want to be like, hey, guys, I like your show. We'll be like, cool, man. Yeah. Uh, you can you know, also donate to us on Anchor. You can donate to us on Anchor. Leave money in the tip jar. Yeah, and uh, yeah, leave it in the tip jar. Because we don't have a guitar case that you can throw coins into. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could. But it'd be a big-ass guitar case. It'd, it'd have to wrap around the world. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you guys just um, keep an open mind. Stay tuned 
after this end song for a little um, uh, extra credit, I guess. A little, a little after class stuff. Yeah, a little after class stuff. And here's here's the very, very short song of Purple Rain. <laughs> Okay, well, so uh, a bit of a weirdness here. We're trying to finish the Purple Rain episode, and I, I don't know exactly what happened, but Steve has turned into complete ash, like just crumbled into ash in front of me. I'm going to have to sweep him off the floor now. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but thankfully I was able to uh, call over Sean Van Dien. He's a friend of the show. Um, I don't know how the fuck we're going to finish the Purple Rain episode, so... Because, uh, Steve's gone. I don't know what happened. Um, but Sean Van Dien's here. Welcome, Sean, to the show. Good day, John. So, um, so shit, uh, where do we... What, I don't even know what to do right now. This is just fucking distressing. I don't well, know what's I have going on. a, uh, couple questions that we can go through. Okay. Who would win in a fight between... Skinny Jonah Hill and a vegan. 
it depends. See, the thing is, I don't know, and I, vegans are probably going to hate me about this, but vegans generally don't have a tremendous amount of strength because they don't have the right kind of protein. So, <laughs> don't hate me, vegans. Uh, <laughs> or if you do, I don't care. Um, I would say Skinny Jonah Hill because I think even Skinny Jonah Hill would still have more strength than a vegan. Interesting. I would say, fuck both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would maybe agree with you on that. Who Fat John Hill is the best John Hill. He is. Who would you rather be president? Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, Jarrett from Subway, or Donald Trump? Uh, oh man. God, that's difficult president well we already know that one of them is and can't do it so uh i don't know on the one hand so so jared jared dealt with like kitty porn and stuff so he's disqualified that yeah you're gone with that um i don't know like is the the person out of this that's the least guilty is r kelly i guess so I don't know, President R. Kelly? I don't know. It was a trick question. All of them should be president in hell. <laughs> okay, I see what you did there. Who would you rather kill? Charlie Day, Oprah, Charlie Sheen, or Bill Murray? Oh, man. I don't know. That's, that's difficult because, like... If you killed Oprah, you kill a good chunk of the economy, so we don't want to lose jobs. Bill Murray, fucking national treasure. He's amazing. But also um, old. He's also old. But on the other hand, will we miss Charlie Day? I'm going to say Charlie Day. <laughs> Fuck you, Charlie Day. <laughs> Watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Ah. <laughs> uh on this list, who would you consider the greatest wrestler of all time? The Hurricane, <laughs> The Repo Man, Colin Jost, or Doink the Clown? Oh, fuck. Like, legitimately? I don't know. The Repo Man stole your shit at the end of the match. Like, he would just beat you and then steal your shit. So, I'm sorry, Simon Miller. It's not Repo Man. I would say, out of that list, Doink, because Doink made kids cry, brah. Like, he did. He was wrestling's it. Right, yeah, basically, especially when he was uh, healed Doink, and he had, like, the fake arm, and he, like, hit Crush over the head with a, with a fake arm and shit. That was pretty funny. Hey, you, I know you, you're over there laughing and shit, but Doink was the shit back in the day. Like, he had some great rivalries. Okay, Mary, fuck, kill. Okay. Sally Field, <laughs> Helen Myron, or Pam Greer. Ah, uh, oh shit. Okay, I would say Mary, Pam Greer, fuck Sally Field, kill Helen Mary. <laughs> That's just, that's just my personal <laughs> Okay. It's not fucked up that Sally Field's the fun one that you just have the, the random sex with. 
I could see that. You're right. She is a freaky grandma. Yeah, she's she's still got that freak. Mary Fuck Hill. Okay. Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Prince. Jim Morrison. Oh shit. Okay, so this is uh this is where we test the gay side, right? Um so it's Hendrix, Prince, and Morrison. Uh Okay. Shit, I don't know. I don't know because who would you just willingly kill out of that group? That is difficult. Okay, I would say Mary Prince because you'd have a longer life with him. <laughs> uh Fuck Hendrix, because why wouldn't you? And then I would say kill Jim Morrison so you can put him out of his own misery. That's harsh. I know. I know that's harsh. But the man was a tortured soul. Giving him the sweet release of death might have been good for him. I'm just saying. My just answer saying. would have been none of them. They're all dead, and I'm not a necrophiliac. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a trick question, damn it, Sean. This has been Beyond the Hate. Yes, this has been Beyond the Hate. Every rocket, 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 roc